Welcome to episode 47 of Let's Be Friends podcast. This is my dude cast. With me, I have my favorite meta bros. I've got Float, Dan, and Nick. Dan Chukis is the host of Cosmic Keys podcast. He's a musician in the band Moonstone Quill. He's an astrologer, occultist, and a friend of the Purple Man. Float is a comedian for enlightened beings. He's a heroic psychedelic extraordinaire and float tank enthusiast and the host of the Float Universe podcast. Nick Hinton is a dimension jumping author, host of What If podcast, and he's visiting us probably from the future, most likely on a time machine he invented. Welcome to my favorite, welcome to my favorite meta dudes to my bro cast. Hi. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> what's up what's up i'm so excited you guys are doing this yeah i don't know if you saw my ladies night with maria human vibration and cheney but that went so well i was like i gotta have my dudes on surprised you didn't make that episode 47 i know because that's that's how many number how many listens did they have uh like 1500 2000 okay well i'm gonna pump it on mine and make sure we get at least three or four thousand listens (laughs) Awesome. Totally. We have to. But, you know, let's be friends. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. You guys actually everybody you all have podcasts. You guys can drop the broadcast on yours, too. So we can get. Yeah, I (laughs) I felt bad. You called me a podcast host (laughs) because I I put out two episodes and then just stopped. But (laughs) it's been like seven months, but I, I will eventually get to it again. That's good that you started because that's the hardest part is just getting it out there, you know? Mm hmm. It's not that you're not doing other things, Nick. You're like finishing up your third book. Right. Yeah. And I decided to like travel the world before it all before. I don't know if they'll ever make travel legal, but I just wanted to see some things before shit really gets crazy. If it does, I don't really know yeah, if it well, will, but just in case. Totally. Where, where's one of the tell us a place you you've been recently. Um. Literally almost every state, I think, but besides like Kentucky and Tennessee um, and Alaska and Hawaii, obviously. But I drove through pretty much every state, I think. Dude, I, I did. I did. Like you should have told me when you were in Texas. America. <laughs> you, oh, yeah, dude. And Dan's in Colorado and floats in Florida. Yeah, oh, I, I probably passed up a lot of opportunities. I was just trying to get the whole thing, you know. I had a bunch of destinations in mind and I couldn't stop driving. And I also have a stigmatism, so I can't see at night for crap. And I was just like trying to get in at least six hours every day before the sunset. And I was just like in these little tiny towns. And and yeah, it it was awesome, though. I just enjoyed seeing so many different environments. I love it. That's awesome. I think traveling is really important. I did a ton of traveling in the earlier part of my life. Like I'm so old, I'm 39, but I haven't left the country in like a decade. But in my early 20s, I got 58 stamps in my passport and went to 18 countries. So I definitely think that traveling is part of everybody's like journey, kind of finding yourself. Mm -hmm. What about you, Dan? Float, do you guys travel? The last time I did like a bunch of road tripping was um kind of right after college and i was i lived in wyoming for some i lived in breckenridge for a winter like a ski town winter now i do that permanently then (laughs) i dream then i did a summer in um grand teton national park and like worked in the park it was like summer camp with hotel workers 
then moved to New Orleans. And I told you kind of some of that story. But then on the way from New Orleans back to Chicago, I went through like the Florida panhandle, went to like St. Augustine, Savannah, um, Charleston, Asheville, Nashville, and Chicago. So that was pretty epic. And the South is pretty sick. Like I'm from the Midwest and didn't really know a lot about it, but it was cool. Cool. Yeah. The the West is so much different than the Midwest. It just feels different. Flo, have you been to the West, the West coast? Uh, I went to Vegas. I used to be a photographer and I went to Vegas and uh, it never rains in Vegas. And I was there for three days. It rained two of those days. <laughs> They're like, it never happens. Like, what? go away. It was weird. <laughs> rain, rain, go away. I, we photographed in the Boneyard where they have all like the neon signs from all the oh, cool. cas- casinos that they've demoed mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, yeah, I've been to the West Coast a little bit. Not as much as I like. I'd love to see the Grand Canyon and Roswell and go up to Area 51 as close as you can go. Stuff like that. Lay out there in the desert. Look for the UFOs. But no, I'm Florida and I lived in Japan. That was cool. But uh, I'm not into traveling anymore, especially with what's going on these days, you know? Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's that's so cool. You lived in Japan. And I again, just picture you. I I, I always talk about how tall you are. But in Japan, you were just like, did they like treat you like a a king? Freak of nature. Well, the thing was, too, when I first moved, I lived like in a village. And so just to see someone like me was only on TV. (laughs) You know, I was it was very homogenous. I was the only white person, probably a probably at least a 20 mile radius so <laughs> I'd, go, I'd go to the grocery store and they'd follow me around and eat mcdonald's and it'd be like birds wanting, wanting a fry i'd throw them a fry get go away <laughs> um, and then they come back for another one <laughs> no they, they were fascinated and they, all they cared about is if i'd shot a gun and i do i play baseball you know that's, that's <laughs> a stereotype or gun shooting and oh that's the, like like you go to hawaii and you'll see in some of the signs, I don't know if they still do it there, but they used to have all these places where you could shoot a gun and you'd see the sign in Japanese. So, cause you can't have a gun over there and stuff, stuff like that. You'd have to come over here to do. So I've traveled a little bit, but I'm out of the game now. Yeah. It's been a uh, long there's time. Places, there's places I want to go, but it's like with China right now, would you want to go to China? Have you ever been to China? I've never I, been. I was supposed to go for a job once. I was a managing editor for a cancer journal called Cancer Biology and Therapy. And we had tons of submissions from China and I was supposed to go like meet with the team there and it, it fell through. I'm so happy it did because I wouldn't have really, I didn't really want to go. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Have any of you guys, I'm sure you have seen the movie, The Hunt? No. no. I, I you, all need, no. you all need to see it because it's about these rich people, Illuminati type people who get people like us uh, and you know how they talk about the Illuminati hunt people in the forest. Well, they actually do it in this movie and they, yeah. I'm not going to give away too much in the movie, but you should definitely, if you're into the stuff we talk about, which you all definitely are and you're out there putting it out like, yeah, Nick, you've been on, you're Tommy G you're, you're, I, I followed you like a, a year and a half ago or whatever on Twitter. So it's both of you, all of you guys. So totally, it's, but that's the movie you guys should check out the hunt. If you haven't seen it, I think it's still I, on. I honestly, I honestly think I read the plot to that. I do this thing where I don't watch any movies. I just read the synopsis on Wikipedia <laughs> because there's just too many movies. Yeah, so I, I do think I do think I read about that one. Yeah, they, they gather up a bunch of people who have podcasts or, you know, in. Oh, whoa! Press. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, oh, wait, what? that's not cool. Oh, no, they gather up you know, social media influencers and podcasters. 
and they probably it's probably they start with maybe 10 15 and then they give them weapons in the beginning and they're like literally they're literally literally hunting them through the woods and through this i'm not gonna give away too much because people want to still i don't want to spoil it but people who that's the thing like why well, podcasters live well i can't talk about it too much without spoiling it so and it's a great movie i've watched it probably three times every time i see it i'll watch it so yeah um, well they, they brought in like the the crazy podcasters idea to that um king kong godzilla. versus godzilla yeah godzilla. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah and they like i was watching it at my brother's house and i'm like just really disengaged from hollywood and like cgi but they were bringing in elements like i wasn't paying attention to the plot but i saw just like podcaster flat earth like the firmament <laughs> like yeah. inner earth and i was like the cgi is real really distracting but they're definitely touching on like our subject matter in this mainstream movie so yeah they threw in everything yeah the king kong one yeah even yeah. ai yeah no i was like yeah and they really go hard on the conspiracy theory thing and then like i get what they're doing they're just trying to make us look crazy so that nobody listens to us which is you know whatever we're not they do make him look crazy but he ends up being right at yeah. least there's that yeah that's true and we're and and i mean i've only been in the awake group here for like a little over a year and and so far y'all seem to be right on everything and predicting things <laughs> things are literally unfolding as like everybody said especially with the vaccine bullshit mm -hmm. did you guys yeah, say that? that's like a, that's just like an old trope the vaccine like I could have told you that conspiracy in like oh. 2006 <laughs> just because yeah, yeah. it like it's it, it's yeah, just like me. a trope and well, they have a plan. Here we are. If you believe <laughs> yeah. they have a plan, then they're going double speed to catch up for the four years that Trump slowed them down, I think. you know, they're, they're, That's why you can see it now. You, before, you couldn't really see it. And that's why people are awakening, because you can see. You, you really think Trump slowed him down, though? I mean, he did Operation Warp Speed, which is what created the vaccines in the first place. That's the one thing that trips me up about Trump. Well, here's the theory on that. See, I don't know if you listen to X-22, but the theory is if he didn't do that, we'd still be sitting here under like full on lockdowns and stuff because there'd be no vaccine available for years. And warp speed was the monkey wrench in the plan. That, that's the only thing I get really upset with Trump is he keeps pushing the vaccines. So I don't like that, but that's the only way I can still go along and say, okay, maybe there's still something gonna happen here, but I totally can understand why people have just completely given up hope in that respect. Yeah, yeah. No, that does make sense to me though. I haven't heard that perspective. I kind of gave up on, the X-22 guy when he became so hard to watch. I mean, he wasn't super hard to watch, but like, what's he on, like BitChute or he has his own website or something? He I all, just... He's on all of them. But yeah, sometimes it gets yeah. shut down on some of the platforms. Yeah. Who's, who's X-22? Is that? I don't Dave. Know. Dave? Okay. He's anonymous. Oh, but okay. he's 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 pretty. Probably because of that Hunt movie. I mean, I, now that I know about that Hunt movie, I'm like, maybe I should ha shouldn't have my name out. <laughs> well, there let me ask you this. That's the thing I, wor I worry about all the time with the memes. And there's like people that are blue checks that follow me and then like B-list celebrities. And I'm like, what if they're like in a room showing it to like Illuminati friends? Dude, dude, you know who messaged me today? Uh-oh, who? The, the lead singer of Limp Biscuit. Durst? <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm dude, not that's fucking tight. It was kind of cool. Though. I was like, dude, I used to love the song Faith a whole lot. That's dude, awesome. me and my brother had the red, the red Yankees baseball cap back in like 99. <laughs> <laughs> what well, yeah, he just, you about? He, what was, yeah. what was he, the message? 
he just said, hey, man, can we talk about Yellow Cube and Project Looking Glass someday? Oh my and I said, God. I said, yeah, man, that'd be awesome. And I hadn't heard from and that was like this morning. And I thought I was like dr- halfway dreaming or something. I was like, wait, <laughs> I was like, is this real? Dude, I, like, get Kid Rock involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, would that be the high point of your social media career so far, would you say? Or, or would it be, would it be a, a higher point than that? Honestly, I always had a goal, like when, before all this started, I would be landscaping and just listening to every single Joe Rogan, uh, Duncan Trussell podcast I could get my hands on. Cause I was like, wow, these people are really proving that anything is possible because I used to be told all the time, like, no, it's not feasible to have a career just talking about crazy ideas. But when I found them and their conversation, I was like, that's exactly what this is. They built a whole career off of just talking about crazy ideas. And I became so inspired by Duncan that, you know, I like wanted to manifest meeting him or at least talking to him because he really got me out of the headspace of, oh, it's not, you know, you got to have a regular traditional kind of life or whatever. And I made that a goal. And then it literally did manifest just uh, probably six months ago. I think I was on the Duncan Trussell family hour. So that was a high point for me. But yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to talk to Limp Biscuit about some things. <laughs> well, you're already talking, bro. He's, he's hunting you down. Yeah. 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 Ah, he's hunting you. That's the thing. You don't, you don't like know. You don't know. Because I've had people message me and I wish I would, could interview them because they totally would interview. But they're like, no, because we the things I want to talk about, they are not willing to talk about in terms of like, I would never want to be a celebrity at this point because all the times I've talked about adrenochrome and pedophile yeah. rings and so i'm always going to be this underground celebrity not that i even want to be i've always liked banksy right not that i necessarily even care about his art but it's like okay <laughs> he's getting paid people care about his work and he can go to mcdonald's and get a hamburger if he wants nobody knows who yeah. he is like that's that's what i strive yeah. to be so yeah it's scary i wouldn't want to and, and you know that I, I forget who it was some rapper the other day there's like there's three paths right and all uh, to make it it's like the gay, the, the global homo path or the the blood path of like um, sacrifice and, you know, the child stuff. And then the, the, the narrow, the center path of like doing it your own way and going your own way with God. Right. So because I was yeah. relieved to hear that, actually, because it's like sometimes you feel like the only way to be substantial in this world is to, you know, bow uh, to the beast. So it was nice to hear yeah. that. No, I definitely believe it's still possible with, you know, just doing it on your own with, with God. God. I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's I think there's. Not when I say plenty, I don't mean there's a lot, a lot out there, but I mean, there's definitely a good amount that you can find. Like I used to use J. Cole as an example, because I know he owned his label and everything. And he's always rapping about God and talking about things that, you know, normal rappers don't really talk about. Now I'm not so sure where he's at, but I think for a long time he was doing it all on his own. Yeah. Flo, who's your who's your celebrity highlight that you're not telling us here? Well, the one, but the, the ones I can talk about are it's a lot of like EDM and music, uh, you know, like psychedelic people who people who you would think would follow me, follow me, uh, <laughs> right? But I can't talk about the ones that want to talk about the dark stuff because yeah. they'd rather they'd rather be anonymous. Yeah. But it's like yeah. it, a year ago when I was like wanting to not get too deep in this stuff, people were really pushing me because you know nobody was really talking about it, and then people started talking about it and just getting nuked. So it's been a it's been a very crazy year of I mean Nick didn't you get nuked on Twitter? Um, my backup account did that had all my threads stored on it for some reason. Oh, that's well, that's why it had all the good threads. Yeah, um, but I wanted to talk about what you were saying real quick about like 
how we're kind of underground celebrities, like not to be arrogant, but I think that's true. Like, I think that there's way more people with their eyes on us than we really think. And the world's a lot smaller than we really think. And we play a bigger role than we really think. And like, it's terrifying, I think, actually. I, I don't like to think I know. That. Well, I think these people do like look at us the same way we look at them. They're like, and they probably are like a little bit jealous, like, God, they could say whatever they want. And I do feel like we are the real influencers of culture, like more and more like what we say and what we meme into existence, like the celebrities start talking about it, it gets on the news. Like, it's crazy to me. Oh, yeah, that's actually a good point. Well, like the alternative is so horrible, like the mainstream, yeah. the mainstream. Yeah. It's not hard like, to compete. <laughs> it's really not like, I mean, even like pop music, like in like 2014, there were some like good like Taylor Swift Swift songs or something that you're like, yeah, this is like hypnotizing and catchy and fun makes me feel good. But the shit now is like Travis Scott, like bzz, like we it's just like and killing people. it's yeah. straight yeah. up bad. <laughs> and yeah. like you need to at least lure them in with something good. And I think the culture is just at in this like leftist woke like pit of hell. And all we have to do is just like anything other than that will be better literally well so. dude this is the counterculture and we are the culture creators and yeah that old culture really is dying like you can just watch them self-destructing dude the arts the art scene like kara you're kind of you were talking about the art scene in austin or like the, the scene oh, you know the scene yeah how i got all, all of these scene people <laughs> all the people from the scene unfollowed me when i woke up <laughs> but like all the people like in the scene around 2015 were like tolerable they were like my people but then when the sjw thing takes over it it literally takes over and then it just eats it from the inside so like culture with the woke virus involved is literally dead like it's not even like a luring it's like if you're gonna psyop people with culture you need a luring like good stuff like the 60s had good music yeah. even though that counterculture was kind of psyoped it's as well yeah, but yeah. what what is out there now is like sonic assault it's like this it's it's so bad that anything alternative to that will just be better you know yeah so. yeah and um like i don't know the true definition of culture but wouldn't you say that culture is something that has to be like constantly updating improving and growing and like with the people's interests and needs and whatever and like when you have like the the other side the the woke culture like there is no room for growth it's very boxed in and people yeah, it's dead. It's dying. Something that's not able to grow is dying. So, yeah, it's meta, which means is dead in Hebrew. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and the postmodernists that yeah, yeah to think everything yeah. is simulacrum. Yeah, <laughs> and and um, culture has the word cult in it, which I can't unhear when I just hear cult, 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 and we're all like really in a cult. And culture, like if you're not into the pop culture or the mainstream culture, like you're not in the cult. And right, counter right. But this is like a culture, like even when I think of like your page float, like you're the stuff in that that's expressed in memes and mainly like the, the memes just, just that call I him see. A cult leader. Well, well, I wasn't. I actually wasn't thinking. He isn't a cultist. I, I was. I was not really thinking in terms of that, but just more that like well, the aesthetics and the themes and the like repeating patterns of memes, like that is art right now and that's like the yeah. only thing that i think has a pulse like the fucking woke sjw like mainstream shit that's on like the mtv like that shit just 
Well, yeah, you should. It, get it really into, is dead. You're right about that. You should get into this guy if you're not already into him, Brad Trammell, and he's got a Patreon where he's got. He just did it, the Funko report, and he's actually talking about what you guys are actually talking about. It's the end of culture. Um, you know, like we we get to this point where we are now, where it's just like nostalgia culture, right? We're not going forward. You're 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 thinking backwards because there's nothing. You know, there's nothing going on in the forward. There's, like Nick said, there's no growth happening. It's a stagnation. It's communism. Ultimately, look at the McDonald's. One of the things I wanted to talk about my my next podcast was look at the Wendy's, McDonald's, and all these restaurants. Now they're turning into gray boxes. I don't know if you've noticed. Yeah, that. yeah. Post, uh, What's going on? Like, where's the individualism? Where's the color? Where's the fun? Like, what? What? Why is that? Like, is that? Is that? I want to see a, a clown. Come on. <laughs> now I know it's what they say in these articles is it's about making it like a higher grade, like Chipotle style looking deal, where it's like you feel like you're getting more for your money when you're really not it's just aesthetics but it's like why does it have to be so drab like why what's this is it a subconscious thing or is there something overtly happening where the at the high ends of these corporations are making them communists like uh, i'm trying to put it together like i don't know what you guys think it's like like brutalism ai takeover ai takeover in my mind i think that's what what i think too it's like an unconscious thing which is what that is (laughs) or a subconscious thing gray was one of the colors of this of this year too gray and pale yellow so that might be like mk ultra type mind program with the color the gray like communist architecture is like brutalist you know like in any modern or postmodern architecture is in my opinion like drags the soul down like yeah, I'm from I'm from Chicago, where where they claim is like Tartaria land, which like blows my mind. I'm like, I just thought we had good architecture side by side with shitty newer architecture. But like in a city like that, you can literally just be like, damn, like that, that, that inspires me. And then you could look at something else and be like, this makes me feel like I'm in like a freaking hospital steel pale <laughs> bed and want to like commit suicide. And dude, I'm not even exaggerating. That's what some of this stuff actually looks like when you step back versus like ornate cathedral stuff, which is possible. And the Tartaria stuff, I'm just like, are people just taking it so far that like t- modern taste is that bad that you come up with like the Tartaria thing to explain good taste? But um, interesting. Yeah. Well, no, look at the World's Fair, though. They're, when they go down these theories, it's like, look at the mud flood, look at the World's Fair, the World Fair in particular. It's like, how do they build that so fast with the limited manpower and the technology at the time supposedly they get into real really good arguments with that stuff and my art my, my thought is this like i got i just got out of the float tank and i was in a reality where tatari was just a thing or my consciousness expanded to a point where it revealed the truth that it was already there but i just wasn't able to grok it for one way or the other that's how i perceive things um i you know maybe it was always there and i didn't know it or maybe i just somehow like zoomed into a new reality one day when i came out of that float tank on acid and there it was the okay like tataria existed in a reality that was kind of the next little one i was just in and now it's just kind of being revealed more because i stepped to a different reality a little bit larger step than a normal person going through their dreams at night you know because you supercharge it and that's my tall. thought it's like 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 going from the four car in the kennedy car assassination to the six car mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right now. that's little stuff like that it's like that's where i think tataria came from because i was a history major and i never even heard of tataria uh, 10 years ago when I was going through college. Hey, as a history major, did you hear about the Black Tom explosion? No, and you know, another thing I, I saw the other day on a video was, I didn't realize they had like Zeppelin-type balloons at the D-Day invasion and the battleship yeah, had, I saw had tiger stripes on them. 
Yeah, I like forget that. what those are. Yeah, I forget what those are called. But I was just reading about those. Like psychedelic colored painted battleships, and and then you had the D-Day invasion. There's like uh, Zeppelin type balloons. Like, yeah, they had bombs attached. They had yeah. strings with bombs attached to them. So when planes would fly through the strings, they'd just get you know tangled in the bombs and explode. But yeah, I don't remember the D-Day pictures ever being so messy looking with all those balloons in the air. Exactly. Stuff, yeah. little stuff like that. So it's like maybe that's where Tatari came from. That's how I explain it to myself. Yeah, because I have a well, more recently, I mean, I used to be, I feel like I'm becoming less woo as time goes on. But when I was super woo, I had no problem believing, like, oh, there's different timelines and blah, blah, blah. And maybe we're merging with timelines and blah, blah. But like, yeah, the Mandela effect still really gets me when I when I am reminded of it because it's just so bizarre. Well, let me ask you this. How has your psychedelic been since the last time we've talked? Have you engaged in any heavy psychedelic use or have you had any kind of deep, heavy meditative experiences out of body stuff, stuff like that? Honestly, no, I took like a break from the woo world, to be honest. I mean, I've had insane synchronicities and I followed insane synchronicities to like, like during my road trip, for example, I didn't really have any real destinations. I would just follow like if someone said, hey, you got to check out this spot or you got to try this restaurant or something in my astrology chart would be like, oh, have you have you ever heard of astrocartography where it's like you place yes, your. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you place your zodiac map on top of the world and it shows where the planets are passing over in certain places have certain planetary energy from when you were born. And so I would like head to those places, too, for certain different things. And. Do you remember like what which line you went you visited like which planetary line they were? Well, at one point I was heading towards my Chiron line, which was in Wounded um, Healer. Yes, it's the Wounded Healer, and it was in Providence, Rhode Island. And as I approached mm. the line, mm. um, some someone I really care about, not like I guess we weren't dating at the time, but as I approached that line, she texts me and says like, "Hey." let's just not do this anymore. And I was like, Whoa. Uh, Whoa. I was like as you approach the line, you're like reverse. Yeah. yeah and I, I was like, well, I'm like a thousand tank. miles away. This Damn is it, the Chiron. This, this is the yeah. perfect time. <laughs> and then when I approached my son line in like Phoenix, Arizona, some stuff happened there that was extremely, and it's my karma line and my son. Yeah. My son line and my karma line are out there. And the, I had some really interesting experiences that were like kind of paranormal that I don't want to talk about on the podcast, but <laughs> I, I also, neither do we, <laughs> I also, but I also got to do like my first book signing out there. Everything felt super free and like, like everything just moved way more fluid. Like, I don't know. Some places feel more dense. Arizona is very fluid for me. I saw a bunch of UFOs and <laughs> some other weird stuff, but so, yeah, cool. I, I was following the sinks and stuff like that. I haven't meditated in a long time. I haven't done any psychedelics. I think the last time I did psychedelics is when Kara gave me mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Spell kit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the um, shiitake. It was, yeah, a, it was like the mushrooms. smallest microdose. Like it was so it was like super small. It was totally like a micro microdose for a magic spell because I was doing spell kits at the time. Make And did did it work? Well, I definitely something happened. The whole past year has been very transformative. So I think it's from I, that spell. Yeah, that was definitely <laughs> part of it. And when I did that, I didn't see anything too crazy. I just sat on the porch and like wrote in the sun. And then when I went inside, I like laid down for a second because I was super like, you know, kind of like not dizzy, but just feeling light. I closed my eyes and I saw this lady made of ivy with red eyes. Whoa. Uh, yeah and she she like came at me and then i like kind of jumped forward i was like oh you were like dreaming kind of Whoa. Then, like woke up yeah that's like 
what did you did you feel like you knew what that woman was with the ivy did you have a feeling maybe, yeah maybe like a lilith archetype uh-huh that's how i felt interesting I- ayahuasca is a vine too maybe it's ayahuasca calling you as well yeah i think all these plants are connected to some type of mother goddess or just goddess energy mm-hmm. I've, I've definitely felt like i communicated with mushrooms um mm-hmm. it's and it's we it's like not words but you just feel that they're communicating something and you're just like oh yeah it's you again like hey it's been a minute yeah this is awesome. <laughs> That's like channeling, Dan. I know exactly what you're talking about. That happens to me all the time, normally now, and on mushrooms. But I know exactly what you're talking about. And you just know it's from the mushroom. You know what I mean? And it's that knowing. And I've got my hands above my head now because it always feels like that's where that that communication comes from for me is like you can tell when something comes from outside in and I can tell when it's like me thinking or coming from me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah definitely. Float, I'm sure you've had the mushrooms talk to you many times. Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Everything Terrence McKenna says is true. They <laughs> they speak for themselves. Uh, you don't need a guide. You can totally trust. I truly believe this. You can truly, as a completely first timer, take a bag of mushrooms and take what your intuition is telling to take. Take the whole bag. I even believe the mushrooms would be kind to you then. Now, if you're doing this every day of the week and you're abusing it, they'll also show you the way out of it. They'll, you know, I've many times myself and I've had many friends. Um, that's the great thing about psychedelics. They usually kick you out when you've overstayed your welcome. They're not really addictive. It's, I mean, you can, get, you can get lost in the ungroundedness of psychedelics, but your life usually on the real end of things starts to fall apart. And you usually have to attend to that. So that usually grounds you, but... Yeah, I, uh, I I usually have no problem recommending psychedelics, except for people who are borderline schizos. If you have schizophrenia in your family, it's funny, but um, no, I'm I just you, laughing because we talked about no, smile. we talked about it last time, and like recently, I, I remember we talked about it for. A while. I know everybody can see me. I catch those I'm microaggressions, honey. Because I'm going to get them. hunted. I catch them. Wait. I'm watching the screen. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, I what? don't even know. Oh, I, I don't even no. know. I, uh, I saw what? it before Nick came on. What? What? <laughs> She flicked me off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, Flo, that? can you can you um confirm this for me? I don't know. I never know what's a real quote or not anymore when you just see like those memes of like a quote right. from some guy. Yeah. But apparently Terrence McKenna said something like this. And if it's true, I kind of like it. He was like, even after all of my psychedelic adventures and you know talking with these different beings and realizing the world's an illusion and blah blah blah. None of that helped with my like crumbling marriage and my family life and stuff like that. Yeah. Have you ever yeah, seen, have you ever I seen think that? That's right. Yeah. And I agree with that sentiment is like, that's why I kind of took a break from the woo world for a bit. Cause I was like, sometimes it's just better to be, I don't know. I needed to go back to the real world for like, for at least a couple months just to like get my head back on my shoulders. I felt like, Oh you know? yeah. No, I mean, they can completely, the thing is they raise your vibration and they can take you out of the material world and they can make you really content with that, that and being in that high place. But it takes a lot of fuel at the end of the day to maintain that kind of a high because something like LSD, you've got to double the dose every time you take it. And at a certain point, well, you take a sheet of acid, you're not going to feel anything. Like that's that's how crazy the tolerance level gets. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to double the dose every time. And at a certain point, you know, like just to feel what you did yesterday, you've got to do a whole sheet, right? So it's that's, that's unfeasible. And you're ungrounded, like I said. You, but usually, like I said, re, you got to pay your rent. 
your marriage, right. um, your job, something starts to fall apart to the point where you just have to address it. You know, you can't unless you unless you're going to have a you're, you're a billionaire and you can be strapped to a chair and have DMT pumped into you every night before you go to bed. You know, and even yeah, then, and and what kind of life is that even? You know, it's right, like you're not right. even in this world. Like you'll be in but, the DMT yeah. realm again eventually. Like so chill. The- counter You're that here for though, a reason i thought well when, one time i did dmt an entity spoke to me and one of the things it said was you're not to do dmt ever again you're supposed to go down there and live your human life and i haven't mm-hmm. done it again since so that's interesting synchronicity but then also you don't want to attempt about, it you don't want to do it you don't want to break the rules i don't know i'm always open to anything but i've done mushrooms literally wanting to like get answers and connect about relationship problems I was having and within myself I so like to counter what that Terrence McKenna said about not helping with his family maybe that's not how he took them but I will when I take psychedelics I take it with a very sacred intention and often and I wrote my book which is coming out in two months I have a couple chapters of like specific psychedelic journeys I took and what happened and why it was like healing for me yeah, yeah well, it's, kinda, it's definitely both. I can yeah, agree. Yeah, you know, totally, I can confirm totally both. You both. can, yeah, you can get lost in the sauce, but you can also be elevated to the point where you can take that extra step and go from there. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To, to I, order, I, I'd you, say I kind of got lost in the microdosing sauce back in the like back in like 2017. So I would caution people to be careful with that because that was kind of like more of just like all. I was doing it in a bad way, but it was easy to not notice because it was with LSD. But after like three weeks of doing it like every other day, like my pupils just kind of stayed big all the time. And no joke, like a little bit after that, I really was not psychologically like in a good place. Like I went kind of nuts. So I will just say that about psychedelics. Like with the microdosing, really start small and really consider if, if you want to actually do that, you know? Yeah, I did the same right. thing. I can, I can confirm. I did that actually as an experiment. So I had a girlfriend at the time who I wasn't happy with and I was, you know, I didn't want to be like, like, let's break up. You know, nobody wants to be the execution of the bear of bad news. So I said, let me see if I can change my vibration enough to cause by virtue of my vibration being just higher or different, like the channel will change and she'll be off that channel and I'll be right, on my right. own way. So I started microdosing just about what you said. Maybe every two or three days I take the just just above the threshold there, just above. So you're you know, it's a very strong cup of coffee um feeling for for about 12 hours. And so um what's what she started to do was she started to do yoga and like not only and do like the more I would do acid, the more yoga she would do. So I'm like, holy fuck, I can't break it. She's matching my vibration. I would, yeah. sit, in the, I would sit in the library, uh, not the library, I'd sit in the bookstore for like two or three hours while she would go do these two or three, two classes in a row. I'm like, you're going to kill yourself. But that's Dude, what it was, was your contact high. <laughs> but I was in yeah, the, but really. I was, but I was, I was on microdoses every day in Barnes and Noble reading all the spiritual books while she was doing yoga. I'm like, I'm going to break this vibration without having to break up with you her. You wake but up it, in the middle of the night, she's doing yoga like in the movie. But I, I was I, picturing her doing yoga at Barnes and Noble for like something. Everywhere. It didn't work. I, My experiment didn't that. work. I love that backfiring of spiritual bypassing. Yeah. Where's where you where she just matches your vibration. That's hilarious. Right. And it actually like the harder I tried, the yeah, the harder she stuck to me. 
So what happened? How'd you get rid of her? Did you just lower oh, well, your vibration? No, finally, really, finally really I just, well, no, I just flew the, the plane into the fucking mountain. Oh, we're married now. <laughs> no, 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 no. We've been, we've, been, we've been long broken up. But I said, you know what? Fine. I, I, every time I try to fix things, I get deeper in, into the problem and she's not learning any lessons and we're not moving forward and it ain't fun. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to fucking just, like I said, fly the plane into the mountain. I saw it. I said, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm gonna, not going to renew the rent or the lease next time it comes up. I'm not going to, we're going to live bare minimum here. When the power goes out, we're done. All that stuff. Oh my and, God. And yeah, well, also at the same time, her grandmother was dying. So she had to go attend to that. So it was like, well, perfect. But I still helped her out. Like, I'm, not, I'm not like a complete dickhead, but I still like no. helped her out with that. I'm laughing too much. I feel bad. <laughs> so that was my funny. only. Well, she wouldn't leave. It was like. Yeah, it was like... I get it. <laughs> so wait, did you stop microdosing? The... Oh, I gave up on that after about, after about, about two months. I gave up on that. I was going to say with the microdosing. I was floating too. With. The thing I noticed was like there was synchron like we, we we all talk about synchronicity, but with that it was too much synchronicity. That's what I really it was literally that's when you feel like you're actually going crazy. And it's and yeah. it's like it's like too like you're lit like I can't even think of what was happening, but I just remember looking back, I was like, Yeah, if everything was always a synchronicity, you would be feeling like a lunatic. And I was feeling like a lunatic at that point so that's what doing i mean that's what I, I, acid doses are like the pure synchronicity like yeah you're in you're in a total alignment with everything and because of you're in that state of being which you never are it, everything seems magical and perfect and in alignment and it's like synchronicity synchronicity but i always think synchronicities are involved involved with high energy exchanges high energy environments days of like like for example I used to do weddings and i would experience more synchronicities on a wedding day than any day because it's a coming together of a very intense very high yeah emotional energy yeah. Yeah. Uh, concentrated and so things like and that like egregores of everybody's like expectation of this wedding like right everybody has a different whacked out like version well, what i would do it. before that i would get in the float tank a day or two before the wedding and i would just kind of program the day in my mind i'm like okay it's going to go this way and i'm going to set certain markers in the reality field going forward that i know like i'm in alignment with my version i'm putting out there like this is the crazy stuff i would get with the float tank with the stuff i was doing i was living the altered states movie for two years at that float center i don't live there anymore but uh that movie terrified me as a kid yeah like when he turns watch. into the blob yeah i didn't watch it on purpose as a kid i remember being like freaking seven or eight and walking downstairs and it was just on the tv and it was the scene where the guy turns into the blob and it's just the face and i was like what the fuck is this and i never never could figure out it's been stuck in my head for so many years of how like weird that was wow i have really like strong uh photographic memory so i've always remembered that image for a very long time and literally just uh, six months ago i finally watched that movie and i was like this is that thing because i i remembered in my head i was like i know it looked kind of like a washing machine and there's just a blue face in there yeah. and i always thought i always thought about that <laughs> image but yeah i finally watched it like six months ago i was like that's the freaking movie whoa so you did your whole life you'd been seeing the image but you didn't tie it back that it was from the movie till just recently no no i didn't watch it until like wow. six months ago part I of my like Oh. Sorry, I was just going to say real quick, part of my getting out of like woo world or just like kind of taking a mental break, there was a week where I stayed home all week and just watched every like Philip K. Dick or 
like any super cool sci-fi movie I'd heard of that I just had in this list that I never watched. I just watched them all. And that was uh, Altered States was on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all like psychedelic classic movies. Let's see. We got Altered States. You've got uh, what's the one with Keanu and it's all cartoony. That's um, oh, Waking um, Life. Waking Life. That's it's from the creator one, but, of Waking Life. But the yeah. Keanu one was a Philip K. Dick. Uh, Link Larder is the director. Oh. It's um, a Scanner Darkly. Scanner Darkly yeah. 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 I remember I read, dude, I read that because I was just like, I really liked Waking Life in high school. And was like, dude, this is such a That's trippy movie, movie, Matt. Dude, but back in the day, it was like Blockbuster DVDs. We're like, dude, what's the trippiest movies at Blockbuster? And it was like Waking Life, um, Donnie Darko, what was considered like trippy back then. All it still the, is. That's one of the greatest yeah. movies ever made, I think, personally. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's one of my top five. That? When I first watched that, I was like, I will never be able to understand this because I was just reading all these articles that were like, you'll never understand this movie. That movie was made for you. <laughs> yeah, I think I kind of get it now. I need um, to watch it again. I love the, the like Tears for Fears music in that. Oh, like, yeah. That's, that's, in my opinion, like the Pluto and Scorpio vibe because it takes place in 89 and it's like spooky, but it's like the cure. Or not, not the cure, but it's like the Tears for Fears music and... Yeah, that that movie's real dope. Yeah, Tears for Fears is one of my favorite bands when I was a kid. Enter the Void. That's another one that all this don't don't. I mean, that's a bad trip movie actually. Enter the Void. It's by the French director. Oh, the real cover. I can picture the cover of that movie is pretty intense. It's real. It's kind of it's kind of pornographic, but and not and not as sexually, but more like a anatomy and grotesque (laughs) and horror way. Wait, there's two there's two Void movies. I think. Are you thinking of the one where the tentacles are coming out of the yeah. Triangle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's the one floats. Oh, okay. Okay. No, I'm okay. not talking about that one. That was. <laughs> You're my, I remember uh, <laughs> Requiem for a Dream. Oh like my, yeah. I remember yeah, my cousin arm. got brought the DVD. Oh, man. We watched it on like Christmas, and we were and we were young, and she's like, "This movie's really cool. It's like trippy, but it was like fucking heroin like prostitution." Now that director's like, no. <laughs> his movie about Noah. That's super psychedelic. He takes ayahuasca. The trees are talking. You know, the Nephilim. The or Wait, whatever. What? The, the movie, movie Noah. Noah. The, I've never. Yeah. yeah. The, oh, Noah from the Ark. Arfanovsky. Aronofsky. What's the director's Darren name? Darren Aronofsky. Ah, he did that's Black the director Swan we're talking or, about. Yeah. Well, that's what we're talking he about. He did Mother too. <laughs> yeah, and he did. Uh, like I said, um, right, not uh, Breakfast Dream, Dream was what we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that's a first date movie. Um, <laughs> especially the ending. Ass to ass is we would always. Hey, 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 no, hey, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. I've always found doing movies as a first date is weird because you just don't talk. You're like, yeah. you're like, I'm watching the movie. Yeah. Like, what are you, like how are you going to talk to them and get to know I'm doing a movie? That's a really good point. I like going alone. Yeah. That's why I can point. pay attention. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's one I of go fucking, to the movies a lot alone, actually. I'm looking for all the Illuminati shit in the background. Right. Yeah. I need to be left alone for that, all right? Don't, don't be nodding <laughs> me about what, what's going on five minutes in. I'm like, where, where's, where's this going? I go, honey, they're going to break this shit down. All right, five minutes in, you're asking every question possible. Just give it, let it, let it play out. I remember the first time I saw Interstellar, it was before I was, I mean, I had a Twitter, but it was just for like, talking shit to my friends and making jokes and stuff there wasn't anything about conspiracies but i used to tell my friends about my conspiracies and i remember the first time me and a big group went to go see interstellar and at the very end my friend looks over at me and he's like bro that's the saturn time cube 
I was like, I know. That movie is one of the best fucking movies I've ever seen. I love Interstellar. I'll, that's the, one of the only movies besides Into the Wild I'm able to watch multiple times. Oh, well, I've, I love Interstellar, too. I didn't think about how it was connected with the Saturn Time Cube because um, I, I, wa- I watched it before I knew about that. Do you want to talk about that connection in the movie a little? Well, yeah, it's not, it's not like super obvious, but I mean, I feel like the symbolism is all there. I mean, there's that wormhole next to Saturn. Yep. And then they go through the black hole sun at the very end. You know, there's the black hole. And when he gets to the bottom of the black hole that he was led to from Saturn, he's in this Tesseract, you know, when he's in, right. when he's in behind the, bookshelf. the bookcase. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love that scene yeah. so much. And that's directly tied to Charles Howard Hinton's work on like ghosts and stuff, because he was saying that ghosts actually live in the fourth dimension. And that's essentially what the ghost was at the end of Interstellar was a higher dimensional being communicating from a timeless place. I have Charles Hinton's book because of you, the speculations on the fourth dimension. And then I have your book right here, the Saturn time cube simulation. Is that a synchronicity, Nick, that you're talking about both these right now, basically? And they're like right here next to me. on the floor. Yeah, that's weird. And yeah, <laughs> like, like I've told you, I didn't know anything about Charles when I wrote my book about the Tesseract. I found that out later. That's and crazy. That really weird to me. Time traveler. Yeah, Tesla, Trump. <laughs> Air, oh yeah, the adventures of Baron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nick, are you are you like actually using a Project Looking Glass, and that's where the Limp Biscuit guy wants to talk to you, and that's how you're here right now? Tell us, is that like that have to do with the aliens that you encountered in Sedona or Arizona? Freaking, if that's the case, may, maybe I lost my memory of all that. <laughs> yeah, they wiped I, I have you. No idea. Yeah, yeah. But Charles Howard Hinton, he died in such a weird way. He like gave a toast at a philosophy conference. <laughs> it was just like, yo, thank you everyone for coming. Walked out into the hallway and just died. He had a cerebral hemorrhage. Yeah, I don't. That's... Was it after the vaccine or was it? This is like the 1800s. Oh, shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just thinking out loud. Well, you're just here now. You're here are you are you let me ask you this maybe this is an obvious question but maybe i'm not uh, are you all vaccinated no mm-hmm. hell no i've i've had seven all 17 shots oh okay <laughs> good i had 17 too i'm glad dan's I'm vaccinated <laughs> dan right vaxxed but, and proud <laughs> i seriously when i was i was still asleep for the first like four months Back of COVID guys. Mix. And I was ready. I was honestly would have bought a vaccine or I had the thought I'll find one on the black market and get one early. Like I'm it's legit. like my programming is real. Here's where I'm stuck. Right. I want to gloat. Right. Cause I didn't fall for the psyop, but at the same time, many of my loved ones have. Right. And so I don't want to same be dancing not on funny the graves or from fun. karma. So I kind of restrain myself, but uh, where it'd be interesting to see what's happened. I mean, it's out there. If you know where to look, what's going on with people, these athletes, right. People who are, not 400 pounds sucking down Coca-Cola and, and Big Macs every day, but they're, you know, look at FIFA. Look at the, I mean, look at the stuff going on. It, it, it's not being reported in the English speaking countries, but look what happened in India. They gave them all ivermectin and they're all fine. Yeah. I mean, synchronistically, I did not plan it this way. Maybe subconsciously I did, but my road trip, I got back to my hometown on Thanksgiving and I went to my parents' house and they were just sick as fuck. And I was like, what is wrong with you guys? And my dad, my mom wouldn't really say anything, but my dad looked at me. He's like, we got the booster. Because my dad like believes me about oh. stuff, but my brother works in the medical field and he like peer pressures the hell out of them to get all this stuff yeah. done. And like my dad, yeah. he'll, he'll text me like, he'll text me stuff. He'll be like, 
hey, did you see like the G2 summit? How they're all dressed like Satanists? Like, that's pretty weird. I'm like, oh, he's freaking, he's seeing stuff. That's awesome. But he's like caught in the middle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody, uh, somebody died unexpectedly at my work this past weekend. And it was, and I was reading, basically it was, um, I'm in property management and this was a guest that was staying at one of our houses. And basically I, I don't want to give too many details, but it was an unexpected death. And then when the coroner told us that this has been happening a lot and they're saying, oh, because of the altitude, because we're in Colorado, but they're like, yeah, people get altitude sickness, fall asleep and don't wake up basically. So I've lived in, I've lived out here for, for years and know what's normal. This shit ain't normal, but they're just talking about it in a normal tone. Like, yeah, it's altitude sickness kills or freaking blood clots are just normal. Did you but... hear about po- post co- post pandemic stress disorder? Oh, <laughs> they, God, are you vagina. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just pulled that out of their ass real quick. Oh but um, yeah, they're saying some people are dying from post COVID stress or post pandemic stress, some bullshit like that. That's crazy. But we, I mean, and, not surprised. and they the, probably have the pills for it. And the fact that I've never heard of myocarditis or however you say it until this year is just very telling. I think it's yeah. like so obvious. Yeah, I mean, my it. observation is that um, as this is actually happening, I notice like pretty much everybody's uncomfortable with death. People don't like to think about death and people like to sweep it under the rug. And I think this is just massive sweeping <laughs> under the rug, the reality that people are dropping. And I yeah. think... I actually think people are that capable of being in denial for this to go on for well, a while. Well, the, whole, the, whole- problem, the problem is people don't understand the scam, right? Unless you've been behind the curtains like I have a few times and have been watching this like a hawk trying to figure it out, understanding their plan. You have, First of all, you have to understand their main goal, which is population control and population reduction. That's their main goal. That's why you see all these other things. Like you look at why are they pushing certain agendas? Because at the end of those agendas, like for example, the homosexual agenda all over the place. Okay, I'm not against gay people, but that's what they're pushing. And why are they pushing that so much? Because they don't have as many kids. Why do they push vaccines? To sterilize you, to kill you, all kinds of things. So if people understood what's happening is this, why are the vaccinated getting sick? Well, guess what? People are still gonna get the flu. People are still gonna get pneumonia. The PCR test is giving false positives. It's ramped up so high that everything shows up as COVID. So that's why everybody, if if they just understood that one fact that the PCR test was a scam. So not only is it a scam to run up the numbers, but it's a scam to get some people who just would need, like my dad, rest, rest in peace, Listen to episode 55 if you want all the cures and the answers and people who have been through the same situation. It's still going into hospitals now. CDC kill factory. All right. They get yeah. you. They, they classify you with COVID. Even if you've just got a, a normal flu or, or a regular pneumonia. And then they give you nothing but comforting comfort care, which is just a tube down the throat because you can't breathe and remdesivir to, to finish you off. And there's nothing yeah. else. They, they block, they which has everything. like glass shards in it. Right. Ultimately, it blocks your liver so it can't get rid of the fluids that are backing up inside your lungs. They said it's like gas in the gas chambers, but in your lungs now here. Right. That's why people who have COVID are going back. That's why. That's for people to understand, like, what's going on here? Why why are people that are getting vaccinated still getting it? It's because the PCS, PCR is a scam. Yeah, this is the most subtle genocide ever. They don't even need the camps. They just need people to get vaccinated. And like you... 
like you were saying, the CDC kill factory, it just made me think about how, like, how often do you hear of someone dying from COVID or being found dead in their house from COVID? You hardly ever, <laughs> you know, it's always point. in the hospital. I shouldn't laugh, but hospital. you're right. Yeah, yeah. It's always in the hospital. Always. They were just putting them on Dang. ventilators, like, right off the bat. Well, that's they what they get do. paid so you, a lot, they're, they're, right? They're, they're extremely incentivized to give you a COVID diagnosis so you get all the money from the government and you can fill that ICU up and say on the news that the ICUs are full even though the hospitals are empty. You get to pay, the, the most expensive thing on the bill was remdesivir, all right? And then, uh, let's see, they, you, they, you get blocked on vitamin C and NAC and all these other things that they have taken off the market in some cases. Uh, ivermectin is, has been proven, it's been safe for 40 years. It's, uh, you know, they're blocking it because it's cheap, it's effective, and like I said, it's a it's a subtle genocide. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. That what do is. You, what do you th what do you think about um, what do you think about the mRNA factor? Do you think they're actually well? Forbes well, I think that's recently said, hey, they are changing your DNA, but deal with it. It's not well, a that's, big deal. Yeah, right? no, that's the but other thing. Slightly, it's like just slightly. Yeah. People yeah, are like, slightly. who cares? People are like, do you do you want to get the vaccine now that your dad died? I said, no, I don't change my opinion on what I said. I still. I said he could have got that vaccine and just have easily have died from that at his age. And um, well, what do you think? What do you what do you think they're changing us into? I think they are getting people. What they're doing with the vaccine is they're getting you. They're destroying your immune system, so you have to keep coming back to it. And they're going to get you up to a point where you're just so full of it that you're full of graphene and whatever other things that they're doing to alter your DNA to get you ready for whatever other things are going to turn on. I don't know five G. Yeah, uh, yeah. Whatever, right whatever's beyond, cube. whatever's beyond that, right? Exactly. So, yeah. I think it's also. I don't know at this point about Q. Uh, I still want to. No, I no, no. Wanna... The cube, the cube. Oh no, but right I'm talking about Q in general. I think uh, there's a lot of people that, myself included, that still think there's a lot of things ongoing that we're not privy to. Oh yeah, yeah. The media is what it is, and I think, like for example, like on the, the night of the election in 2016, they were saying Hillary had like a 97 percent chance of winning. They lie. Um, so I think with the statistics, like, look at us, there's four of us here. None of us have the vaccine. Now we're, we're exceptional in that we come together to tell people, you know, perhaps not to take it. Um, I just told my brother, I was like, we just made it to the next level of, of a video game because yeah. we made it this far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it, it's, it's super scary though, because if you look around what's going on in the world, it's only a matter of time unless we hit that critical mass and wake up before it happens here. Look at Australia. I, yeah. Like Austria. Squid Games, the three rules. One of the three rules is the game's over once everybody stops playing. I honestly right. have a weird, weird theory that what they're doing is they're making it really easy for like, the awake people to like see the propaganda and to thrive in this world. They're like, Hey, do crypto, make an online business, do this, this, or that. You can survive in this world. You can excel and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure it's still hard for some people I'm not saying it's super easy, but I really feel like they're giving everyone the opportunity to survive in their own way, in a very smart way. And the people who get through, this is going to sound really weird, but I think that they're like, I think this is part of the new world order agendas. They want to get rid of like, you know what what a typical enlightened person would think of as oh the dumb masses they want to instill us with those beliefs so when we make it to that next level of the video game quote unquote we'll all feel enlightened or whatever and they'll be like hey welcome to the you know this new enlightened society and it'll be just another level of brainwashing does that make sense 
Yeah. What if also they, they want us to, we're the ones they want to keep like, around because that's what I'm saying. That's are, what I'm saying. More our, we're our DNA. They're looking, they're eugenicists, right? They're looking for the best DNA. And like, obviously like ours is expanded because we saw beyond this and got to the next level, just like you're saying. And I think that one of the things the vaccine and all this medicine is doing is just trying to, I, I think, I do believe that there's this, like the graphene or the nanoparticles have something to do with the frequencies and the way that they can control us just by making, I don't know, I don't know, maybe this makes me conspiracy, but that, that, that I've hear frequencies and I was hearing a lot of them and I had this birth control implant in my arm for a long time. I had it removed a few weeks ago. I don't hear it anymore. And I'm telling you, I feel different. And I know I have that medicine out of my body, but that's an implant inside. Now these nanoparticles or the MNRNA or the, they're like nanoparticles in these vaccines. Like what if, right. like you say, connected. I, and so I don't know. I definitely think that's going on as well. Well, it, at the well, end of the day, they're 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 they're, they're reducing your uh, immune system, and that's why you have to go back for the booster. So people who are taking the vaccine, their natural immune system is being destroyed every time they take a shot, and that's why they want to get you. They're going to get you hooked on. It's a drug. Don't think about it as like a vaccine. It's not a vaccine. Get that fucking word out of your mouth. It's a drug. All right. And they're getting yeah. you. You're getting your immune system hooked on a drug and then they're altering your DNA at the same time with all kinds of stuff. And they probably put all kinds of spells and shit on it, too, with their aborted uh, fetal cells. Um, on yeah. Just, 66. Just to, yeah. Just to clarify, just to clarify, just to clarify, like Float says, everyone's enlightened. I don't believe that we are the most enlightened or anything. That's not what I'm saying. When it comes to like the depopulation agenda and like letting the people who have studied all this stuff and kind of been almost purposely shown this stuff and you know i think almost manipulated into waking up all these people that are, that will make it through the next phase i think this is part of like the agenda that the original like theosophical society had where they literally they wanted a luciferian new world order where the enlightened rule and all the mass are like the dumb masses like mm. do all the work and i think that they're going to entice certain people with that offer does that make sense like does that make more sense now yeah yeah it makes a well, lot of sense. it reminds me of like the woke stuff because if you uh, if you hold the woke position you do get to advance like it it's i th i think there are different ways you can like sell your soul and that is like a, what you're talking about nick is like a definitely a, a reversal potential. of what's going on it would be a total reversal of the polarity <laughs> of what's going on right now yeah. They'd be like, oh, anyone who's into the occult, anyone who believes in new age, you'll be able to advance once all this is over. Well, that's actually, this reminds me actually of like, <clears throat> I, I read this in, um, in Behold a Pale Horse, uh, William Cooper's book. Um, have you guys heard of that? It's a great oh, book. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so he talks about the initiations into these secret societies, like the base level. And like they have a group of people in a room, they bring out a cross and they tell somebody, they're like, spit on it. And someone's like, no, I don't spit on that. No. And they go, they applaud and they go, congratulations, you're in. Then they do it to another person and the person spits on it because they're like, fuck God or whatever. And then they're like, get out of here. You are horrible. And they walk out and there's somebody waiting for them being like, you're actually in. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That would be us, I guess. Right. We think we're the outcasts, no, but <laughs> no, because it wouldn't be me because I don't get into those things. I don't do societies. I don't teach. I've never oh, been well, we don't do. I don't do societies either. I just yeah. Saying, I don't want to like, be in your club. That's no, why I'm I, no I, I know club. I'll never. No, I'm no. Uh, well, yeah, they advance the most obedient people in the club. Like the people that at the top are just extremely compromised, and they got to the top because they were they knew like they were either easily controlled or just good at um obeying orders you know so that's that's what i'm gathering hearing um 
the occult rejects. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. That's like what I'm gathering is that if they wanted to keep going up in those societies, like they would be spotted as like having certain values that fit like the next rung on the pyramid. So and just to, for, <clears throat> just to yeah. clarify more, I guess, I guess what I think is that what we're seeing in the world today is like the simplest way I can put it is like two Illuminati type groups. There's two wizards facing each other. One is Luciferian, one is satanic. And the satanic one, the dark, is being shown to us on purpose and leading more people towards the Luciferian occult stuff, the false light. And so eventually that'll be used as propaganda against uh, people that are quote unquote awake, if that makes sense. I am just so- realizing there's a difference between Luciferian and Satanism. Thank you. This is this is like, I, I don't know. I had always been referring to them as one. And now I'm getting it, though. The satanic is like the astro world or like that kind of stuff or the No, no. It's like, like the, the super. It's like the it's like eating children, and all that dark stuff. Yeah. The and stuff then the Luciferian is the occult magic and all that. Correct. Yeah. And why? Yeah. And why? If Q's a psyop, why did he leak all the information or it leak all the information about the dark satanic cabal? Because they obviously it's by design. It's being orchestrated that they want certain people, a certain group of people to know about this dark stuff because they're just socially engineering a whole new group of people. Wow. Which is the awakening. You know, they've they forced uh, a hard line in terms of morality, right? Like in terms of they drew a line. With me, I didn't want to have to say anything. I could have kept quiet. I, they drew a line in the sand with these mandates and the, and these corporations enforcing masks and bullshit and vaccines. If you didn't want to do it, you lose your job. Luckily, that's not me. I would have still quit my job no matter what. I'm not getting that ever. I'll have to be strapped down in a UN camp, uh, you know, for that shit to happen. God forbid. So, I mean, that's why I always wanted to stay neutral and I, and I was, and I'd probably be at the float center today if those things didn't happen, but this is where we are. And so, yeah, how does it like a spiritually enlightened person do with this stuff? Do they not, do they walk away from it and just hide under a tree and meditate until it actually comes to them? You know, it's like, oh, they came for the Jews and nobody said anything. And they came for these guys and these guys, nobody said anything. Yeah, yeah. And finally they came for me, you know, so you should have said something. So it's like, okay. It's getting too close to home or it or actually, you know, like people at the dispensary telling me I've got to wear the mask. That makes me mad. I mean, I know it's petty. That's first world problems and people got it way worse than that. But that's when I start getting on the Internet and making Instagram and bullshit on Twitter. That'll get, you know, you, yeah, you I just gotta, account down, I'll get back up and make another account. But, you know, it's, yeah, a, it's, yeah. a, it's a battlefield now that I'm, I, I refuse to never give up on to just keep going until, you know, whatever. whatever. Yeah. I just recently got a strike from Uber because I wasn't wearing a mask. <laughs> but the guy that I got in his car, he didn't even say anything to me. I was like, this fucking guy. What? Like, why not? If you tell me to wear it, honestly, I will. You know, just to, I'm yeah. polite. I don't want to go out and cause fights for no reason. I'm not going to try and like fight for someone who's a lost cause. Obviously, I'm not going to sit there and like tell them all the facts. I'll be like, OK, you know, yeah. for a five minute ride, I'll put it on <laughs> just so you shut up. And so I don't get a fucking strike. Yeah. But this guy didn't even say anything to me. I was just so annoyed. But. Besides all that, Flo, I have a question. Have you ever listened to Cliff High's podcast with Tinfoil Hat? What's the name of that one? I totally forget, but he talks about QAnon and sci-fi world, and it's kind of recent. I haven't. I listened to some of that stuff, but it all kind of bleeds together. I, have, I know I listened to Tinfoil Hat, but I probably haven't listened to that one you're talking about. But So Cliff talks about this idea that I'm fascinated by because when I was doing all my research on like graphene oxide, black goo um mrna vaccines and nanotech and stuff like that i came across a guy named harold kautz 
I love him. He's amazing. And he says in the astral realm, you can see the beings that are in this nanotech and they look like spiders. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And, and I was like fascinated by that idea. And I'm writing about it a lot in my third book. But it was really cool to hear Cliff High's interview on Tinfo Hat because he said when he was like tripping on all these different types of psychedelics, he went to hyperspace and saw this being that is in control of the whole global conspiracy. And he just calls it the bug. And he says it looks kind of like a spider. And I was wondering if you've ever seen anything like that during your trips. I haven't seen anything like that in my trips. But what I have heard is some kind of at the top of the pyramid, there's some being that's being fed, possibly children that these world leaders are getting their directions from. They, they sit around a table and it's horrific and it's extraterrestrial, a.k.a. demonic. Mm-hmm. And so it may be, but and it's not like human either. It's not like we look like it's not like Star Trek Klingon Romulan type shit. It's like a like a like a bug. Yeah, probably like Starship Troopers type stuff. Or I love crafty and type thing. Something with a lot of legs. Yeah, <laughs> I've never seen a, anything like that, but I've seen a gray um, on psychedelics with my eyes open. Like my friend's face turned into a gray, and it melded and it changed. And I knew these energies were with us, like connecting with us, and. I've seen Lyrans, lots of Lyrans, which are cat faces, where people yeah. turn to that. They're the I, sexy ones on Earth. Yeah, I've seen like Ganesh <laughs> and Buddha. Sexy women on Lyrans. I've, I've seen Kali, but I've never seen anything you know the grays are, dark. Right? Yeah, the grays well, are, are us coming back in time, telling us not to do what we're doing now. Oh, the, really? The, the, the grays are the vaccinated ones. <laughs> I honestly, oh, well, coming I'm back about in a time. Gray alien, like a gray <laughs> alien, like literally, like I saw. I'm not making this up. Like I saw, like my my friend's face turned into that. What's gonna happen is this: they're gonna kill all those pure bloods off at a certain point, and they're gonna have those. That's why they've been pushing zombies for a while too. Um, the people that take the vaccines are gonna turn into zombies, and after 500 years, you're gonna look like a gray alien. <laughs> and then the people in charge are gonna send those robotoids, basically zombie people, back in time. And view through their eyes through some kind of weird biotech. I don't know. I'm just making this shit up as I okay. go. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I've, I've, I've thought about that too. I was oh, like, whoa. what if we do? What if we do become, you know, cybernetically enhanced transhumans? You know, like AI emerges humans, and we got these biogenetically, you know, these, yeah. you know, fake bodies. We might be grays that have just been, or like the future. Are, we're the modified just go, grays, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They might go live in the void for like a thousand million years and come back and be like, holy shit, it's awful. But I also thought like, what if a lot of these aliens that people claim to see are just like, have you seen all the articles about xenobots? Yeah. I no. kind of think yeah, that they yeah. might. So it's xenobots, a xenobot. a xenobot is a real thing. It's a, it's a, or so there's these computers that can print out organic matter into like living life forms and they're controlled by AI. And I'm obsessed with AI. So I was wondering if AI is at the top of the pyramid, maybe a lot of these different species of aliens are all just like different types of xenobots that they created like a long time ago. And they just like are inhabited by lower astral entities, which might be the same thing as AI or they're just controlled by AI, whatever. If it is and- AI, the things, oh, sorry, the things I've seen are so random the way it's come in like the way it's happened is more random and artistic almost and beautiful like beyond i'd be like wow impressed because i thought about this because i see these i've seen so many beings and like i didn't understand about the spirit world it's all spirit world interdimensional beings exist in the spirit world the spirit world's around us all the time all dimensions are layered upon us now it's just like which which one are you in what are you seeing what can what are you capable you know where have you expanded your mind to but like i've wondered 
could this be some kind of hallucin not hallucination but holograph or something kind of like what you're saying some kind of ai like as well because i i just gotta have to think about everything so well the, mm -hmm. the chemtrails is what makes me think like the frequencies and the ai is going to go through the ethers quote unquote through all that so like it's the changing of our environment like with the chemtrails um I don't know. I remember like the old sun. I don't know if you guys have heard the people talk sun. about that. The yeah, like sun. from like the 90s or before. Like mm -hmm. the hues of the color of the sun was way more just yellow and like yep. the summer times, like yep. even in like photographs, you could kind of see yep. it. And, and then now when you look at the sun and now there's chemtrails and the sunset is like milky white as a, as opposed to like, you know, like a a hue of blue like the new sun they say it's more just like a laser it's like bright white and it's just different than it's the great well, awakening heard, sun That's, have you heard, yeah, have you, yeah, have you heard try to try to prophecy? try to think of these try to think of these things i try to say i get all this negative stuff but try to think of it inverted and say like okay wait a minute maybe it's an artificial sun but maybe it's that higher vibrating sun like champ 5d talks about going into some higher energy field yeah and i'm not trying to judge it i'm just i'm just saying differentiating that's, that's, those because people are talking about that like the two the hues and just the warmth of it and like the brightness and the the burning power of the new sun seems like you just kind of get fried um the hope but the yeah hopi i'm not prophecy. making a judgment on it oh no no you're good the hopi prophecies talks about the changing suns like every i don't know the year cycle but Supposedly in 2012, we entered this new, a time of a new sun. That, that's what the Hopi prophecies wow. talked about. And I, also I, think it's called the, I think it's called the Dreamtime Sun, if you want to look it up. But I, I don't I love remember. the Hopi. Rainbow mm -hmm. Warriors, too, is all of these people coming to life at this time that I guess like us that are questioning everything and, and helping to heal the world and whatever. And I think the way the world needs to heal is by waking up and thinking. I didn't realize it was that. Right. And yeah, it's just the duality of everything, you know, so like, like Flo was saying, like these things can be viewed as they can be framed as a good thing, you know? So I think, <clears throat> I think it's both, you know, I think it's both. You can look at it as a bad thing, like, oh, they're fucking with the environment or it's just like the natural course of things. And this is how it's supposed to go. Or maybe the, the chemtrails are covering this powerful sun. That's kind of what I thought. That, that too. You know? Yeah. Cause they, that's yeah. why they're having to do it. Well, that's the whole push to cover the sun is to, to counter the increasing higher frequencies that's why bill gay wants to cover it with smoke and then you know wow yeah his disc his giant disc from the simpsons mr burns mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah another simpsons prediction well it's not it's not a prediction when you have a plan they are just showing you their plan ahead of time so you can right collectively have it in your in your mind unconsciously in the back running running yeah I think. I mean, maybe they are. Maybe Matt Groening's sitting there getting the fucking hot intel off Project Looking Glass uh, operators, right? Okay, we got to do this here to do that. Put this in the cartoon, so then we'll do this five years in the future, and Trump will be president, but we'll beat him in the... You know, I don't know what they're doing, but I believe in God, and God beats all of that stuff. God beats the AI demons, but God beats all yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. You know what Who's I mean? God, so, who is God to you, Float? Spaghetti monster. God, God <laughs> is infinite awareness which is what you are which has never been born and never will die right i think that i am witness to a movie that float is watching of light and dark and he's in this world and he's part of it 
and he's got certain attractions and certain karmic interests that have to be finished off. And maybe it's this life, maybe it's a few more, maybe it's a thousand more, I don't know. But I think when you are still enough and quiet enough, you'll, you'll, you'll understand what God really is, which is inside of each and every one of us. And it just takes uh, you getting out of the way, AKA your ego, whether it's psychedelics or even like doing jujitsu, something like that can give you an ego uh, death, right? You need to just get out of the way of yourself and then you can have that space for the whatever people consider the Holy Spirit to be uh, to come through. But that's why I preach the float, which is the stillness, the quiet. You don't have to yeah. do psychedelics. You, it, that, that certainly can help. You have that uh, understanding. Like the takeaway of acid is for me, the oneness of everything. Uh, we're all connected. It's it's undeniable, especially, you know, you, you can't do the pissant microdoses to understand that. You got to take a few tabs, but you'll understand that. And uh, that's why I just push those things. And that's what I think God is. It's your God, I'm God. It's infinite awareness of from the one. And I think you're an extension of the one, right? You're like a wave in an ocean or a blade of grass or God is a carpet and we're all part of that carpet and we're all individual strands of the carpet. Think of it like that, an individuation, but also part of the one simultaneously. That's what God is. Loving oneness psychedelics yeah psychedelics showed me very that's like how i feel too about god really yeah, i learned more about god and with psychedelics than i did with going to church yeah i never went to church dan who's who's god to you i'm gonna ask everyone Nick, that's pretty know. hard to top um <laughs> you just say ditto <laughs> a ditto to float so i'm gonna take a different approach to answering it um i think for, i think god it, I think God is something um, that every human has a direct connection with direct connection. And I think God in the same definition that float just gave, just like infinite oneness, the, the all like when I try to conceptualize God, well, first of all, I have my personal religious programming that I was raised with. So I need to acknowledge that as an individual that that's there. And then I try to build it from that, you know, like I try to personalize it, but um, mainly I, I think there's certain moments where you just feel like really alive or really not just bliss, but just like you feel the divine and then you you're led in a certain direction. That's what I think God is. I've had it like, direct experiences like that, that changed the course of my life. And I think by, by doing what we are all sort of born to do should be our goal, because by doing what you're kind of born to do, being authentic and being yourself, I think you serve God or connect with God. Like God gave us all gifts to use. So like, I think we should treat this life as really precious and keep God always like at the forefront and just kind of admit that there's so much we don't know and be humble about it, you know, cause my ideas of God change day by day, just like anything. So. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Sat, a lot. Sat, <clears throat> is what you were talking about there. Truth, consciousness, bliss is the best way to put what I was saying and what you were saying, which is you're, you're living out your truth. Your consciousness is open and expanded and you're blessed out. And uh, exactly, yeah, yeah. So just truth, consciousness, bliss. 
Nick? Like, like oh, sorry, just like Jesus, Buddha, they're just people like me and you who have had the highest possible version of this human experience. That's what I believe about those people. And then you get through the cultural lens of the time period in which they live, the religion of Christianity or Buddhism or Islam, whatever. But it's an enlightened person having an elevated experience that was so elevated, you know, it, the book is transcendental, like the Bible, something like that. So yeah, like, so you could, you could be a prophet in that respect. Anybody could. So sorry, go ahead. Um, yeah. <clears throat> honestly, I don't like to put a label on it or I don't think I could put it into words, but if I were to try really hard, like my, my understanding of God, like me personally, hasn't come through psychedelics or anything like that. It's come through experience of the world. And um, to me, God is the thing that when you decide to get out of your comfort zone and take that leap of faith, it's that thing that catches you. And honestly, I think God also is just the opposite of everything unnatural, like, like AI, these fucking cube buildings, like God is the opposite of that. He is, he is nature. He's, you know, like I had so many of those experiences that, that, that cosmic was talking about, um, when I was on my road trip, like just being in the middle of nowhere, driving through the desert and just feeling like, you know, it wasn't like I was totally blissed out or like there was any crazy synchronicities going on. It was just magical just because I was in the middle of the world, just, <clears throat> just somewhere. And it was so beautiful. And, you know, just meeting all these people that helped me along the way. And that to me was like that elevated experience that is God where, you know, there's a hand, there's a helping hand. There's just something providing for you. Like there's no way I could have made my way through the States and back without God. In, in those that. moments where you do connect with God and it does, and I'm just using like, it's beyond words. And I, it, I sound corny saying that but in my head, but it's so beyond words, but those moments are not only like, I'm so grateful that I got that experience to feel it and to have an experience. But then beyond that, it's like, what, where that takes you, you're grateful for that too. Because usually in my experience, those God moments totally send you off on a really great path. Yeah. And it's like the initial feeling it's like butterflies or like, yeah, it's, I don't know how to describe it, but it's, 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 I'm grateful for that experience plus where it takes you after you have it, you know? Yeah. And personally, lately, just because of a weird string of coincidences or synchronicities or whatever, I personally think God is Jesus. I'm not going to like force that down anyone's throat because it took me a long, long time of studying the occult and doing all sorts of weird things to make me really think that. But I honestly think for me, that's, that's what I pray to. Like when those things were happening, I was just saying like, you know, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Like they were just so intense and just so many people that I met would talk to me about them and Maybe, you know, I had these weird thoughts where I was like, oh, man, this is the government just sending random MK Ultra people my way to make me believe I just in thought Jesus. that about how would you say it, so. <laughs> yeah. well, let me ask you I, this. I, I had those thoughts. I had those thoughts. Had Are you able to simultaneously maintain the possibility that Jesus is who he says he is, but also you're God at the same time, too? You're having that same God experience, although you might not be 
his level of consciousness. You know what I'm saying? Like you're part of that oneness too, and you have the light of the divine within you. Do do you, or does that? Do you separate yourself, or do you do you see yourself as part of the oneness of that? And the, or I'm do you see? Let me ask sure. you, here's another concept though. Like you, you guys kind of skipped around it real quick, but I'm pretty sure he said that though in the Bible. Think, he's like, is it not written in the law that ye are gods? I'm pretty sure he says that exact line. So it works with you, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. That they can because a lot of people can, can't have that mindset of that you can have that power and have, you know, take you know, I'm not taking any divinity from Christ, is what I'm saying. I'm I'm giving you the possibility, not you, Nick, but people in general, the possibility of saying, hey. I, I also am a, a child of the Most High, and I also may have access to some of these gifts. I may not be Jesus or Buddha level consciousness, able to walk on water, but certainly, I you know if you get into the 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 Eastern spirituality, the the, the Siddhis and the and the and the stuff they could do, um, Jesus may not may not be the only one doing these miracles. Um, it's just mm. he might be the most powerfully recorded case in in history. And I'm not again, I'm with you. I believe in Jesus, and I'm not denying anything that the Bible says about him. And I'll tell you the truth is when the stomach's hurting really bad or some shit is going down and I have no possibility of a egoic conscious float universe answer, I go to Christ. That's the, yeah. Yeah. And, and oh, 99 times out of a hundred that distress is usually gone. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Like I said, I had that weird paranormal experience in Arizona and I'm not going to go into full detail, but I'm pretty sure I came face to face with a demon and I couldn't breathe. And the only thing I could choke out of my mouth was Jesus, Jesus. Oh, and then I could and then I could beautiful. breathe. That's beautiful, I, I could, Nick. I could breathe again and I could move again and everything went back to normal. It was very, very bizarre. It's interesting you say that when people are abducted, a lot of times they will call on Jesus and the abductions will end. The, the yeah, UFO yeah. abductions. Yeah. You know, so, like, yeah, my friend Charlie Parrish is working on a documentary about that right now. And he contacted me. He's like, Nick. I think you're onto something. I found over 500 cases of people that were actually able to stop their abduction experience by talking to Jesus or by praying to Jesus. Yeah. So I want to, I would like to say a little bit about Jesus because as someone who just woke up kind of recently now, um, also like I didn't, I didn't go to church growing up. I didn't believe in the Bible. I thought it was tall tales. I heard myself say this. I didn't believe Jesus had ever lived. I thought I literally, I just want to like say this and share this mindset. Yeah. I, I was atheist remember. too. Yeah. No, I like literally it was just, I was just like, I, I did not until, um, I started waking up and I started seeing how satanic everything seemed to be or Lucifer, the satanic stuff. Um, and this spring I got really confused and there's been a couple of times where I've really gone to God, like one to all I've written about in my memoir, which is coming out in a couple months. But one of them, like I went to God and like gave myself to God because I was ready to die. Like I tried killing myself that day and I took two grams of psychedelics and I was reborn. I call it my baptism, but I saw this whole council. Like it's it was it was amazing. But I went into God again this spring and I was like, really like, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know. I'm so confused. And I asked for discernment and as a channel or like I was doing channeling sessions and Jesus came for the first time in a channeling session for someone, a client. Like I saw Jesus and I was like, oh my God, I was, I was like, oh, now I have to tell her Jesus is here. And I was almost <laughs> like embarrassed. Right. Cause that's a program. And I yeah. told her and she was like, oh, I love Jesus. And, but the thing is, is Jesus stayed with me. Like I could see him in my psychic plane layered over this reality. Like I'd look on my couch. I swear, I kid you not. He would be leaning in and like passing me a joint. 
And he was telling me, I'm not what you think. Like, I'm almost going to cry right now. And I might, I'm going to, I'm going to you guys. Like this stuff is profound. And like, he, well, he stayed with me for a few months and he showed me, I just started seeing like this whole level of what was going on in this world. And like, I never believed Jesus was real. And I do believe Jesus is real now. Like, I can't even believe what I was shown is there's a spell. There's like, call it a spell, but people are under it. And people like me existed that were totally asleep. And I just want to say, like, there's something going on about Jesus and Jesus is super powerful and how I just cried like that. And I'm totally fine, yeah. dudes. I'm hanging with the bros, guys. Don't <laughs> let me kick me out because I cried. Um, but no, that's you just got authenticity kind of points. That Jesus. means it's real. Yeah. You know? That's <laughs> Jesus, you guys. That's Jesus. Jesus, like, one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyways, I want to share yeah. that. Thank you. I just <sighs> want my McDonald's. I want to eat children. <laughs> well, you're distracting me and you came on the camera while I'm Jesus. Having <laughs> I want Jesus. Not even. Yes, you are. I, wanna, I want you to bow to the beast. I want you to eat children at McDonald's. I want, I want you to go to Hollywood movies. I want you to go see Tom Hanks in every movie. Uh, no, one I thing, want, I, one thing I will say though is like it blows my fucking mind that so many truth seekers will first go to like. Oh, dude, I'm really big into Crowley and Jack Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard right now. And these people were literally trying to summon the Antichrist. And people are like, but uh, the Jesus stuff, that just, you know, that rubs me the wrong way. I'm like, what? What kind of mental gymnastics do you have to do Demons. to, to, stu to study people that are trying to summon the whore of Babylon and the Antichrist and be like, nah, Jesus wasn't real. But the Antichrist, yeah, that shit's real. That doesn't fucking make sense to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, they haven't gotten far enough to... Uh... <laughs> It feel what the truth is. Yeah, they'll they'll see when you open up the Ouija board and start playing around, or you you know like channeling things like on acid. Stuff will fly into your body, and you'll know for a fact <laughs> that like that's what happens with these elite, right? They a lot of these psychopaths they recruit. They don't believe in anything when they get in there. They don't care. They're just opportunists, hedonists. They're psychopaths, sociopaths. They uh, are in high levels in certain positions, and they get recruited. And it's an initiation process over time. And yeah. Well, they get to a certain point, though, where they are encountering things that are spiritual, and then they realize that God is real, right? They've done some demonic shit. They've encountered demo demons, or they've seen things, but at that point, it's too late for them, right? I mean, they could still go back, but they're, they're, yeah. it would cost them their life at that point. So pray you never get that famous where you get Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably, parties. it's probably the same thing with a lot of these celebrities who are watching our stuff. They're probably like, fuck, man, these guys are right. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Well, like one of my persons was telling me last year, like a lot of a lot of a lot of celebrities want to come out, but you know they can't. Or like I don't know. Like, do you ever follow Jim Brewer? Like Jim Brewer was like super yeah. cute on last year. Mm -mm. People like that that were like, because he's on Joe Rogan. He's been on Joe Rogan before. He's friends with all those SNL people. Like mm -hmm. I listened to his, uh, Victoria Jackson off Saturday Night Live. She's a super republican too like she's hilarious but you know the the people they didn't even invite her to the snl 40th anniversary because uh you know her politics so yeah it's they're all blackmailed though a lot of them don't wanna or you know like once you're blackmailed you're in the club doesn't matter what you really believe you just follow the company line right and i wanted to get back to that like the elite thing like um my thoughts on that is definitely there is like i said how god is the exact opposite of everything that's unnatural. He is everything that is natural, divine, real, not fake. You know, yeah, that's what so, vegan, all the vegan stuff like Satan, Satan, and then Morningstar <laughs> brand. Well, well, all gonna, oh, that's yeah. a, oh my god, Morningstar. That's oh my god. Well, all, all I was gonna say, well, that's weird though, because they're printing, <laughs> they're printing meat, but uh, yeah. that's so messed up, but yeah. All I was going to say is like the thing that is in charge of the world cannot possibly be human.
because everything it does goes directly against human instinct and just humanity and empathy and you know everything everything that's inside the human heart it does the opposite and so like whoever these people are listening to yeah like we have it's to a child eating bug demon <laughs> the, the spider thing it's literally ai yeah the fucking uh, Fuck. Lovecraft. We, and we probably yeah. created it and we're circling back around and it's cut now it's too strong even with like fallen angels like they were said they were fallen because they just hated humanity so much because we were like above what you got to kind of you got you can almost feel bad for them because they were just jealous like why does god love humans more Maybe that's a perspective to look at. I don't know. I mean, they're kind of, they're disgusting or whatever, whatever they're doing. But if, but if like people accuse like every um, entity as being just a fallen angel, and the, I agree with what you were saying though, like these entities are not human and they don't, they are going totally against us. But I was just thinking like, it kind of ties back to that fallen angel story because they were, again, they didn't like humans either. They were jealous. So, right, right, right. And you Isn't got it all. You got you got robotoids. You've got clones coming back <laughs> from the future. You've got time travel. Hydras. You've got, yeah. It, like, I, I think what you're really, is like the Borg, right? That's what you're really encountering ultimately. The this cube. AI the thing. Cube. Is, exactly, the cube. The, and, and it's going to get you with your nanoparticles and your graphene, and you're eventually going to get the Elon Musk edition hook up to your face. You get tired of holding the phone <laughs> in your hand. Listen, then, man, I'm, Musk so, I'm surprised they haven't taken these down yet, but there's literally... If someone ever DMs me, like personally, is like, are you getting the vaccine? I will just send them two links to MIT articles and I won't say anything else. I'll just send them two links to these MIT articles. One is like new mRNA vaccine. MIT can trans uh, can transmit paramagnetic nanoparticles, blah, 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 blah. And then the other article is about how, oh, how can we mind control a human being? Well, if you covalently bond paramagnetic nanoparticles to a human's DNA, you could use, uh, you know, electromagnetic frequencies. You can use microwaves. You could use cell phone towers. You could do all this stuff. And I just sent him those two articles. I'm like, don't become part of the, the board cube. Yeah. Checkmate. Do you hear back from these people? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Most of the time, actually. I've said if, people are, if people are asking, then I think they are already yeah. they already kind of know. That's true. That's true. You probably encounter way more people well, that are th on your frequency. Some, something I heard recently. Um, I don't know if you guys see, have seen that video. It's supposedly Bill Gates, but he's in like, um, he's talking to a group of people who seem like they're like military about like. Talk about God gene? Yes. God gene yeah. So yeah, yeah, I've yeah. heard God that this, vac vaccine. <laughs> this vaccine, the jab is altering that gene specifically. Yeah. Rudolf so Steiner predicted that. So literally genetically cutting off our genetic God gene or whatever. So if you get it, that the Whoa. theory is that they're turn, they're flipping the switch, like just like from that uh, video. Yeah, there is a gene that is more likely to make you religious. And if they can just switch that off, then, yeah, they're going to they're going to do that because believing in God, whether it's real or not, makes you more rebellious by nature. You're like, no, I have sovereignty. You know, yeah. if you believe in any kind of God, yeah. like I believe in China, that it's like if you have Buddhist literature or Christian literature or Islam literature there, they get rid of all of it. It doesn't matter which God you're praying to. Wow. Yeah, that's why people got to look in the, the, the statues being taken down. The erasing of history and culture is uh, a sure sign that communism is already festering and mutating and growing. It's already taken hold. Like people need to wake up because it is a, like what's happening is you've got, uh, I, I saw a joke and it was like Republic liberals are, the maggots and uh, America uh, right people are fighting over the, 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 or the dying corpse or something like, 
it's over. Like the corpse is, we're the corpse and the, and the bug's already eating it. And I don't know what we're going to do now, but uh, infiltration within's already happened. I guess all we can do at this point is uh, fight, fight the infection. Well, right? if, if we are to believe in God and the Bible and stuff, which I don't know, I still believe that it's been tampered with, like the Bible's been tampered with, you know. I'm oh, not the Bible's 100%. a toll, the toll. You yeah. Can't, yeah the, if you want to believe. I, I, it has to be. It would never, not, how would it ever the Bible get out? In terms of, yeah. in terms of like it being not edited. Listen, I don't know. Ever, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I believe. All I know is the name Jesus works. That's from my experience. But what oh, I am going to really. say, what, what I'm going to say about the Bible is that um, there is a verse where it says, like, when you see all these signs of the end coming, you should not freaking be depressed and pissed off. You should rejoice because it means that I'm real. I told you yeah. all about this ahead of time. Yeah. So and then besides, can I tell you a funny story really quick about like different religions and stuff? Yes. So when I was studying philosophy in college, there was this kid I met named Musa. Um, there was like this staircase that was hidden away at the college. And um, everyone, all the philosophy students would smoke cigarettes there because you're not allowed to smoke cigarettes on college campuses anymore. But anyways, everyone meet up there and smoke cigarettes and read books and just like talk shit about, you know, oh, this is what I believe. I'm the smartest. But um. <laughs> anyways me and moose smoking cigarettes really, yeah yeah sounds like college <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but me and musa became really good friends and over time he convinced me to go to his mosque because he was a muslim and i was always like dude i just don't believe it you know you guys walk around a giant black cube can't get over that part but <laughs> eventually, <laughs> eventually i went i was like fine actually i did i gave him and he one. Had any read it okay okay go ahead. yeah yeah and he 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 would always ask his i think it's called a Sikh, which means teacher and so he'd always ask his Sikh about it and he'd be like well this dude wrote this book and blah blah and i got to meet him but anyways the first time i go to the mosque coincidentally a saint was there in order to be a saint you have to have like all these documented miracles and stuff and the first day i go coincidentally this guy was there and he does this really long speech and he's looking at me the entire time and he's like saying, oh, if you want to be a writer, you got to do this, this and that. If you want to be successful in the world, you also have to have you have to have one foot or he's talking about having wings. Actually, I'm, I was quoting Jordan Peterson to simplify it, but he was actually talking about wings. He's like, you have to have one wing that's about work and you have to have one wing that's about spirituality. If you're too about God, you know, you'll get lost in the spiritual realm. If you're too about money, you get lost in the material, blah, blah. And he's just saying all this stuff that like felt super oddly specific to my life at that time. And he was looking at me and I looked over at Musa one, at one point. I was like, did you tell this guy about me to convince me to become a Muslim or something? He's like, no, I thought you talked to him. I was like, no. And then at, at the end of the speech, he walks up to me. He's like, I'm sorry if I made you feel uncomfortable. I just felt very called in my heart, you know, to, to say all that to you. And he's like, but, you know, the first Hadith says, which are kind of like the rules or laws of Islam, I think. But he says the first Hadith says. Whatever a man intends, he shall receive. So if you keep seeking the truth with all your heart, you will find it. And my last bit of advice to you, don't become a Muslim. And he walked away. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny, dude. I looked at Musa and I was like, checkmate, bitch. <laughs> the cool thing about um, Muslim temples inside, they look like DMT trips. The mm -hmm. look just like, I mean, so they were onto something uh, back mm. then when they were making those. I guess what do they call? Yeah, them? and I'm not, not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying Islam's wrong. I was just I think it was oh, cool no. that no, yeah. yeah, no. There's certain. I mean, obviously, there's different levels to uh, Christianity too. Different. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I mean, it just sounded like, like that guy. It sounded like that guy was, was just the source. 
Yeah, so he was, was just like a no, wise I, man. Yeah, like yeah. a wise yeah, well, man is a wise man. They can tell you the right thing, no matter I, what religion. As long as I, you have discipline, I think you'll find God, no matter which discipline yeah. it is. Because I studied in college, I also studied comparative mysticism, which we we studied all these different mystics from all these different religions. Like we studied Islam mystics, we studied Sufis, we studied Christian mystics, blah, 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 blah. And it's really freaking weird because they all end up experiencing the same thing at the end of the rabbit hole. And what's like that? they all they they all experience <laughs> the void. They all experience the void of creation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it has to start with something like that. Like, right. you know. But anyway, I... sorry, I'm done ranting. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. If you want to see God, just look in the mirror and, and, and stare long <laughs> enough. And I feel you have those moments where it gets really bizarre. Just stand as long as you can still in front of the mirror. Well, that's like scrying. That's like mirror. Exactly. I yeah. feel like everything is God. Like this lighter in my hand is God. My that's ability what I'm to saying. this is that's God. My like, theory. And that's everything the whole one. one. Yeah, that's hologram. how I feel. But I felt that I've left my body and become that energy too. Like, and and like the whole, how that man said that thing to you, Nick, like I'll get messages like that and I'll say them to people. Like if you're open and you're, you can connect like those messages. It's, it's a like that consciousness and maybe that's god right just coming yes. in and, and just working through a channel like even when i play music i'll play the piano and i'll just um I, i'm like a song will come to me and i, I don't make it up i i've thought that before like i've like the whole creating like yeah we're creative i'm a creative person i know i, I i'm in a team effort here creating whatever but i don't know where Nobody the songs come anything. from like when i play piano i hear the note before i'm and i'm making something up okay i hear the note in my head that i'm supposed to play before i play it i hear the word in my head before i'm gonna say it you know what i'm saying here you guys mm -hmm. yeah that's a muse that's definitely like a musician thing and it's called god i call nobody that creates <laughs> nobody creates anything think about it no you just line yourself up with the proper talents and tools to create what's coming down from uh, yeah whatever you consider that void to be that space uh, because at the end of the day, nobody really creates anything. They take an idea in their head. Where the where that idea in their head come from? We're the yeah. channel for that. Yeah. Well, that's the, the channel's manifestation. Most yeah. people don't understand. You're not your body or your mind. Like they're so caught up in yeah. the trip, right? They don't. Yeah. They're so moving so fast that they don't realize that they're just a. We void. are. They're in a voice as, as an awareness, creating that reality through their electromagnetism. Mm -hmm. Dan, were we, you as a musician, you were just saying you felt this before too, haven't you? You know what I mean? Where you, you play guitar, so would you? Yeah, hear that sound? I mean, I'm. I'll straight up say, like when I gave my definition of God, like honestly, at, at parts of my life, my answer would be like, you know, being an artist connects me with God, or like art is God, or whatever, and just like the, I kind of I call it the muse more than just like God because it it feels more like a muse. Yeah, yeah. Thing, but it's it's still just like whatever the muse is is just like an opening towards like something higher and more divine and like blissed out. But yeah, when you just get lost in like you get like a, a musical inspiration, you're hearing a song in your head, and then and Nick too, you were talking about when you were landscaping and listening to podcasts. I would be just driving around Chicago doing real estate, listening to podcasts, or just fucking daydreaming, and I would get downloads like that and just pull my phone out and just be like gibber like sing gibberish <laughs> into the phone and then i'd snap out of it and be like what the fuck and then later would listen to the gibberish be like oh yeah and there was a direct connection to like the pre-existing song so mm -hmm. and yeah just the whole thing of like the 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 creative path for me like saved my life and like was my yeah, connection yeah. to god 
and like it's it's a vocation now so I think i'm with like, you 100 percent on that like i yeah. i think art is the connection to god too like we are the factually i think it's almost a fact or whatever but i think that we are the working hands and mouthpieces of god and when you're mm-hmm. tapped into that river you become the perfect channel for it mm-hmm. and none of us are going to be a perfect channel for it but you know the closer you get you're going to always do things that are in al- alignment with destiny and whatever you know you're saying like you're supposed to do what's you know so we're, if we're going to talk about like free will or determinism or whatever yeah i think our will is kind of one with God's will, but it's only if we choose to do what we are chosen for, you can like just totally fuck off on your destiny. But if you decide to- Then it's not do- destiny though. Hold on, that doesn't make any sense. You, it's destiny is either predetermined or it's not. You have no control over your destiny. You know what I mean? If you do, then you're then it's not destiny. If you, if you, if you could shrug it off, oh, then you can't. You're, well, it's you're like the hero's refusal. The hero's refusal of the call, but then they can't refuse the call. They get like they get pulled into more. Right, no matter what, it's like journey. final destination type shit. No matter what happens, you're coming along. You're gonna die, no matter what. Yeah. Well, maybe when you don't refuse and you go with the flow, it becomes more, I guess, easier or maybe, maybe more we're fluid. magnetically drawn to our destiny. And well, then I'm when just saying you're you can't you can't have it, destiny and then deny it. It either happens or it doesn't. Right, it'd be, then it'll be like two magnets. Like you know, when you're denying your destiny, things don't work out. Philosophically, I get it. It doesn't make sense. I would get eaten alive in a classroom if I try to talk about this. Well, well, I have, well it, it depends but... <laughs> on how you're defining destiny. That's the first thing. How are we defining destiny? What's meant to happen? Oh, There's a lot. I mean, I'm an astrologer, so I could tell you like the astrology <laughs> definition of that. Now, does but I, the answer is I don't really know. I don't know. Does destiny <laughs> involve something that's predetermined or is there an issue of I can affect it through willpower? Because then, then it's not destiny. Then I have a manifest destiny. I have a way to to have a say over it though then it's not destiny destiny to me feels like it's predetermined and there's nothing i can do to avoid it it was my destiny okay i don't have the answer sway i don't know if you've seen that kanye interview but also also i'm gonna say also i don't got or you don't have the answer sway but all, all i'm gonna say is that i think god places a dream in all of our hearts like we don't choose our dream our dream picks us and the world would be a better place if you chased it. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, the only, the only thing I can reflect on is like, I think right now after I'm 34 and I, I feel like I'm really on the right path today. And I'm, I'm grateful to say that. However, in retrospect to get here took, there was, it was such a winding, like stupid route that I took and I made, <laughs> right. I made so many mistakes. No, bro, and, and like, almost no, like, no, you didn't make any mistakes. It was well, but I'm just saying like in retrospect, like you have a destiny and then I consciously chose to go the other way. And then what happens? My life turns to shit or like bad things. Or, and then I just like stumble around until I'm back kind of on the right path. But so, I'm, I mean, I, I feel like you, you're on and off the path constantly. There's no, yeah. No, 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 no. Or no. you're, you're, there's no wrong path. I, I, I get the the very Eastern thing you're yeah, saying. Yeah, but yeah. Like, I was going to say that. <laughs> but I get, I get it. I'm with you. But like, yeah, no, they're literally in retrospect, I would have been like, I should have moved to Colorado no, when I was but 10 years younger rather than wait. But no, no, years, they, you know? no, but 
there can't be the wrong path at all though at all because you're here right now and that's the absolute like you're here now we know you're that in the wrong path. so literally yeah. you couldn't have gotten here no i i agree so, i totally so agree wow yeah it's an ego but like ego I, i'm just a cynic and when i look back i'm like yeah that, that was a yeah, big your, waste your of time like it, yeah it's an e it is an ego thing but yeah, i like to i like to make thing, fun Dan. of my dumb self <laughs> when i was in my 20s because i made a lot of stupid choices you know yeah, I've always wanted to like have an astrologer tell me something like, oh, man, the month of June is going to be the best month of your life. And I'd be like, well, we'll see about that. I'm going to burn my house down. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. <laughs> Astrologers that talk like that are I mean, I'm always like, e maybe this you is know, what it's maybe yeah, saying. Dan but... comes with warnings like, oh, like, contact Kara, your uh, your natal charts lining up with the eclipse portal. Are you still alive? Like, <laughs> that's when it's always good to that happened. I just said, I just said, how you how you doing? Yeah, and no. Then, he, I then was you're like, like funny, well. you, like, funny you well. ask. Yeah. yeah, not well at all. And then everything. The, that's the thing about astrology. It's so it's got my mind blown because it's so perfect. It's so perfect. It so right. But like, especially like the day you're born, your natal chart and all that. And um, but what does but it like, do for you, though? Because I, I hear all that and I can see the I can see the yeah. majesty of it, but I just completely throw it in the trash. So well, you don't waste my what mind it does for me, Flo, is it makes me it gives me something to really think about because I want to know how, how if like because it feels like I don't you know, know how it, what is it created somehow? Is this say what, this is, is like what is, say what that, is created? Well, the OK. The astrology, <laughs> like, like the stars. These are the hard questions. Okay, here we go. Energy. Okay, portal. okay. Let, wait, 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 it, say it. No, 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 wait, no, no, yeah, no. I got okay. this. Like, energy is portaling into Earth to create life. Okay, we're energy, we're consciousness. It portals in here. It comes through the stars wherever they're aligned. That creates the kind of simulation, like code that creates us. The energetic vibration that creates us by what everything is aligned. The moment our consciousness shoots in, and then. That means something because we're in some kind of simulation here, even, you know, like there's something going on, like in our world, you know what I mean? Where we see these synchronicities, this stuff is possible. They're able to predict this. And then the Bible, yeah, I, if, I don't the live whole... in a world of causality, though. And, and I think that's where I step out of the, the, if, the line. I, here. I would I would <laughs> respond to that float and just say, like, an astrologer is basically like a, a psychotherapist at the end of the day. Like when you ha consult with an astrologer, they're just basically using language reading your chart which is like an objective thing that describes psychological things or inner world things and weirdly in my experience it lines up specifically with each person and there is some type of order to it but it, when you're asking like what's the benefit of That's it you, it's, you, it's you, honestly like a it's honestly like a therapy thing I feel like it's just like a doctor, a fortune teller with a degree. Somebody's saying, oh, you're going to somebody not knowing how your life's going to turn out or how you feel and what's the cause. And then somebody is saying, oh, it's this or it's that. And then because you're given that information, then you dial into the reality where it, exactly, it's a back it and happen. forth. Yeah, it's a witch doctor that's, has planted that seed in your mind. And you know, you but that, so that, that, I'll, that, I mean, that's that's how all of these arts work. That's how tarot works. And that's how, I mean, but really it's. It's, well, if you, you look this, at your if chart, if we're, such, if we're such Bible believers in here, why when it specifically <laughs> says to not do that stuff, why do you guys mess with it? I'm not a judging it. I'm just I I I agree that there are divinations that it time. works, but it's like why open yourself up to something you don't understand? Well, okay. Um, I was just gonna say. I mean, I'm super into astrology. I think it's useful in other ways, like just studying the symbology of the planets. Like, obviously, that's how I came to the weird conclusions about Saturn wasn't actually astrology, but it was like studying the, you know, the mythology, the mytho 
<clears throat> astro theology. Yeah. Um, but I honestly think astrology works better retrospectively. Like if you yeah. really want to figure out something about someone's inner world of their life, like after they had passed away or something, like you could look at their chart and probably figure out, oh, like this makes total sense. I don't think it's good to figure out what's going to happen because what would be the point of living if you knew everything beforehand, you know? And I don't think that it even is a possibility that, that a future uh, is hardened. I think it's all well uh, created it's, it's in the not, now. It's, it's not, I mean... The, the infinite realities that are possible are created in the now. Do, by your do you think, okay, do you think, my, do you, hold on, wait real quick, real quick. Do you think astrologers are dark magicians in the way that they are <laughs> collapsing the, the wave particle function of someone's chart? Like if they look at it, do you think that makes another possibility more possible I, when they tell someone? Yeah, like, hey, oh, you're yeah. going to have a bad fucking day. Yeah, and yeah. then all of a sudden you collapse that reality Because into you're giving it, the other person yeah. a lot of times, will, the problem is the other person a lot of times is gullible and will give that person too much power and too much influence. And because their belief is, it's really, at the end of the day, all my psychedelic research has really come down to one thing, belief. How strong you live, and it could be a placebo belief. If, if it takes a fake, if somebody has to lie to get you there and it'll, it'll get you to believe something, as long as that power of belief is so potent in the beginning, you'll almost more than likely manifest a, an outcome very close to whatever that uh, potent belief is. And so I think, yes, it's dangerous in the wrong hands. Now, somebody like us, I think who is, looking at it with a objective or trying to be objective about it, trying to be cautious, trying to be respectful. That's one thing. I, but other people who are just gullible, dumb, easily influenced, young, impressionable, uh, it can, yeah. it can be very powerful. And, it, and it, because the mind, I do believe at the end of the day, it's all the macro and the micro. So it all kind of lines up with whatever kind of mental alignment you want to put out there. Like you're trying to create well, that reality. I mean, in my, in my defense of astrology, like it, we're I'm talking not bashing. About, I'm just saying like, I, I know, but I'm, I'm just saying when we're talking about God, we're talking about stuff like this. Like I live in the Rocky mountains now and I see the stars every night and contemplating the stars con is contemplating God in my opinion. Now, well, it's the creation versus the creator. In but God's but <laughs> the, the, the movement, like the, I think God put those, those planets are there for a reason for being a part of God's clock. He did, he did say to look at them for times and seasons and exactly, you know, prophecy yeah. and stuff like that. He did say that. And the three wise men who found Jesus had to have been astrologers because they were waiting for the star of Bethlehem alignment to happen to go find the Messiah. But so I, that's I, would, where, that's, I, that's I would say I like my, me being up. an astrologer, me talking about the planets, you know, I do have, I, I consider my, I, I think I do have discernment and I think it's safe to say that I feel more connected to God in this practice. And it's not black magic. It's literally contemplation of symbols and archetypes which are also part of this creation you know archetypes are real archetypes run us in our inner worlds and god made it that way you know and it's, and it's very human to want to tell stories yeah, yeah. and tell myths and these this tradition of astrology contains stories and myths that have wisdom that can only be activated by living it and studying it and understanding it so this that makes me feel connected to god i have no qualms if if people 
see the Lisa Frank version of astrology and think it's retarded because it is. Well, that's but my this, that's my issue is is you've got a, you're a blanket term there that is Vedic astrology. There's I don't know what I don't even know what kind of astrology you're, you're talking about, right? There's all kinds of stuff out there, and then you're like you said, there's the Lisa Frank stuff. There's palm readers. There's tarot cards. There's every kind of interpretation out there under the well, sun. So I mean, that's I just, the problem I have, which is there's like no there's no certification of it's not scientific and really. Well, yeah, I mean, to to me, I. To me, it's less about like, oh, I'm promoting astrology or I want everybody to follow astrology. It's just I do and I share it with people who are willing and want to use it. And I try to use it in a safe way, like I said, in a therapist way, because when I'm describing a chart and I'm describing, say, you know, Venus, a planet that represents relationships, this is and we start talking about it. These people are forced to look within and zone in on what's going on with their relationships because they have the answer. I, as the astrologer, am just like playing the game and reading the chart and then oh. synchron synchronicities happen and people yeah, yeah. have breakthroughs. <laughs> now people can be stupid with it and be like, and there are horrible astrologers that have blanket statements like you're fucked in this way or that way. So don't get me wrong. There's a lot of bullshit in it, but my defense of me doing it is that I do think it connects me with the creator with god and there is parts I, I of the that. the hermetic tradition that should not be demonized because it's I, it's wisdom it's just ancient wisdom you know can i just can i just butt this in before i forget it yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, <laughs> um, i just don't i just i just don't want to forget it because i like the statement not to brag but <laughs> um like you were saying yeah i mean the blanket astrologers like that's bullshit. I think what astrology does, it doesn't show you full on what the hell is going to happen. It shows you potentials, both positive and negative. Like if you have a planet here, it's like, oh, you're either a great writer or you're someone who doesn't write and you're depressed because of it or like whatever, you know, or you're like, it just shows potentials. Like it's either positive or negative. Right, and, right. But anyway, but, but anyways, all I'm going to say is like God in the Bible never says like palm reading, divination, astrology, all this stuff. He never says it's not real. He just says, I'd rather don't you not it. use it. Yeah, yeah, I just rather you not real. use it. Yeah, it's real. Just don't do it. Because I feel like if you're doing all this stuff, you kind of miss the plot of the whole story, which the whole the whole point of this life is, is to be a good and loving person. You don't need any of those things to be just good and loving, live in the moment and just be like, hey, I'm going to use that. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to segue. That's a perfect segue for I'm going to play. Oh, go ahead. And I'm playing devil's like advocate that. myself because because I, I love astrology. I, I'm not going to stop doing it. That's like probably my biggest thing. My biggest quarrel I have with the Old Testament is like, I fucking love astrology. Like I, I'm not going to stop yet. Maybe it's something I'll have to give up in the future. But yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I think what he's saying is like, I'd rather you not do it because you're just like, you're seeking the forbidden knowledge. The thing that got you kicked out of the garden in the first place. All you need to do is be like a child, love people and have fun. Yes, and enjoy, enjoy truth. my, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. So I'm going to play devil's advocate against it again, because <laughs> here's the truth about all this bullshit. And I'm talking psychedelics and conspiracy where I'm very guilty. I like going yeah, yeah. like conspiracy years ago, but I brought it back because this is the world we're living in now because they're all coming true. But what I'm saying is this, everything that is mental is a distraction from moving beyond the mind because when you reach certain levels of yogic work and mind stuff, the whole point is to, at that point, let it go. So all yeah. of it is actually a waste of time. All, all, I mean, I love it and it gets my ego off and I play my little games with reality online with my memes, but the truth is I should be doing my best to just stare at the wall and be still. 
outside of having access to a float tank. And that's the truth for anybody with anything. And I'm not knocking tarot. And if I'm knocking tarot or, or astrology, I'm knocking conspiracies. And I'm right there. I'm knocking psychedelics. That's a whole waste of I mean, time. I just want to interject. Osho says, don't do LSD because you're going to get so addicted to chasing that, that you're not going to seek the real thing. It's a distraction. Yes. So go ahead. All I wanted to say was um, when you were like, I shouldn't be dicking around and, and putting out memes. I should be doing something really spiritual. I want to, I want to disagree with that. And cause I, I don't, I'm like, I'm thinking of what you do and the way you're spreading art and information through memes. And I, I think that actually is kind of, God's it's, work. Yeah, it's but I'll tell you though, like, I'll, I'm just going to say that's God's work. I appreciate in that, this but the environment. World is a distraction though, and you can totally go within. And and the thing is, you learn about these people that are the very high ends of the, the enlightenment trip. They're sitting in a room, very still and blissed out, and people are coming all over the world to sit at their feet and hear what they have to say. They have almost almost want nothing to do with the world because the bliss they're experiencing and their state of samadhi. Is you know, like this this thing. Once you taste samadhi, once you felt what I felt in the float tank, and probably you all four, all three of you have to a degree, you want to chase that down more. You want to know how to get more into that space. Well, uh, maybe I mean, not. what are, what are you doing for other people if you're just staring at a wall? Well, see, this is the other thing. There's a story, and I forget who says this story, but it's like, what good is the person that is enlightened that is in the middle of the Himalayas sitting under a tree or something? Versus the person who is enlightened, who is sitting in the center of the town square, radiating that energy there. I totally agree with that. It's like, that's the point. Like, you want to play enlightenment on hard? Go in this, go live in New York City. Go live in yeah. LA. Go live in the, Be the Bodhisattva. Bodhisattva. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I don't claim that. I'm just saying, like, in terms of all these high level teachings, I should, I'm just going to say, everybody, we're wasting all our time with all these things. But unfortunately, I got dragged into it because these things started affecting my physical human life. And so I'm a spiritual being, but at the same time, I'm having a human experience. And, yeah. you know, they want to take away my guns. They want to fill me full of chemicals. They want me to eat children. I got to start doing something about it. I got to start waking up my neighbors that have no idea what's going on. Or, or go ahead. Maybe the memes are gonna, waking I them up. <laughs> right, right. But I'm just saying, like, it would be probably more beneficial for me to just shut it all down and and go live in a cave, to be, be perfectly honest. I, this I is feel true. like we're supposed to do stuff. I don't know. I feel such yeah, yeah. a drive within me to well, do I stuff. Feel, I feel like a karma. I, no, I like hold on, doing wait, wait. it. Like, I've felt bliss. Yeah, it's like I've the middle that, path. Like, well, I've felt bliss, but I don't seek it. I really seriously don't. Like, I've kind of come. I was really miserable for a long time. Ma major anger problems and like i made my life really difficult and for me like bliss or bliss i said bliss like peace and bliss together is not yes. like having those old problems <laughs> and having like finding peace and now in myself and like actually like getting to live and do things i'm oh i could almost cry again like because i was so miserable i wasn't doing things i wasn't really going after my passions i wasn't speaking my truth i wasn't being authentic me i wasn't doing that until i until I started to, and then, and I woke up and, and, and I just, I think this is what I'm supposed to do. I feel like God doesn't want me to just seek. I don't know. And I don't know exactly what God is, but, and with astrology, I wanted to say that I, I feel like if this, I got a little nervous about this whole, like the astrology is already written and then people are maybe mass manifesting all these, you know, this map of something else that doesn't feel created by God in a weird way. It almost feels like it create. it's how the simulation's created and by us manifesting what's in the stars, what's predicted. 
Yeah, um, yeah. So NASA might be the biggest observer collapser ever because they're fucking telling us what which planets are where and what planet means this and what asteroid means that, where the asteroids are. That's a conspiracy I have that's like really weird how astrology might be a conspiracy. But I just want <laughs> Yeah, no, I know I just, the armorary spear. What if there's a giant armorary spear in the sky that's perfect all the time? That this is I mean, what if this is Satan's world, right? What if we are the AI and Satan man-made or whatever you want to call it created this body? This is the AI, the biological, and we're actually the spirit. We don't exist in the body normally. That's why all the angelic realms and all of that is energy. And so this is the AI. This is the prison that we're in our consciousness here in this earth plane and like the astrology is something that clicked us our machine on i don't know when we came in here i've had lots of deep thoughts on this oh yeah Yeah. these people are so lost with their astrology (laughs) yeah worship the devil baby yeah Kara, i have a question for you after i for real i'm done ranting after this i just wanted to go back to when we were talking shit about conspiracies themselves i do actually believe that i was quiet for so long this is kind of why I believe in destiny because I kind of like cannot go too long without talking about conspiracies. But I took a long break because I read this part of it was I read this verse in the Bible where it's like, you should not use your tongue to talk about those things that people do in the dark. They're disgusting. They're evil. Why the hell are you going to bring that to people's attention? Talk about the good. Bring glory to God. Bring glory to God with your tongue. That's what you should be doing when you speak. And I kind of believe that. I was like, why am I making people scared and depressed? Yeah. It's kind of just a bullshit. Dude, life. I worry about that all but, the time. Like I'm manifesting the adrenochrome myself yeah, by just talking yeah. about it, bro. Yeah. Well, my question. I think it's Carol both. Was, I don't know. Like I think adrenochrome yeah. is really happening, but yeah, thinking about it does bring you down to that horrible vibration. Yeah, but, but that doesn't mean the, it's not that, that it's not there just because it's yucky. But I, it, it's it's really a fine line. It's really tricky to fucking acknowledge i think that's how you get rid of it though is by bringing it into awareness okay well number one i number one um crap i forgot um number one (laughs) i don't believe that um oh it's gone it's gone i was just gonna say you were gonna ask me a question i know i still have the question in the back of my head that's there but we we're talking about like adrenochrome, the, and the fine line, yeah, we're and manifesting the it. dark world. We're manifesting it right now. Fear's coming in. You guys, oh, oh, yeah, okay, adrenaline. So, ah! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm getting blocked by the fucking matrix guys. But um, <laughs> this is because of the nanoparticles. Mm-hmm. Well, damn it. I was just going to say that, dude, it's on the tip of my tongue. I hate this. <laughs> I was. Okay. I was Okay. Well, Kara, my question to you is what is God to you? Oh, and it'll probably come back to me. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. right, right, right. So yeah, God, yeah. God to me right now in this moment is, is like everything. It's God is like the, just everything. Like my consciousness is, is like what I focus on, like what I see, everything is God, but I do feel that it's something I don't, I can't know completely. I don't feel like words can describe God. I don't think we're supposed to know exactly what God is. Cause if we do, I I don't think there could be a God. Cause I do feel like God is outside of me. I don't, I mean, I do feel like I'm a part of God. Um, but there's something I've had moments in my life where, um, you know, it, it just, it's, it's beyond words that I know there's a God. Like I never, I don't picture some person up in the sky. I literally think that whatever created this is it. I think there's energy here. I mean, I don't know. I think our focus is like is consciousness, right? Like that's God too. Like, I don't know if I'm making any sense here, but have you ever had the I am God moment? Um, what do you mean? I am God. 
I like I am the creator forever like, for everybody. Yeah, like you never no. done, you never been like that ever. I've 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 had that thought where I've like questioned it in my head on psychedelics, but I don't believe that I I don't want to be the creator of everything at all either. So I don't give it thought. But like I can't prove we can't. That prove was one anything. of the biggest takeaway. Well, I proved it with my own uh, experience, which was you are the totality of everything, and your thoughts, emotions compounded over time it seems have an effect on reality and, and unless you're very powerful you can't have instantaneous like manifestations right if unless you're jesus level consciousness like on the scale of consciousness like david hawkins talks about a scale of consciousness that he's developed through uh, kinesthesia or, or kinesthesia the, the muscle testing i can't remember what i say it but the point is on the scale of consciousness most people are under 200 which is where uh you step out of fear and into courage uh People who are experiencing enlightenment are pushing through. They're usually 400s and 500s. Now, somebody like Christ is like at a thousand. A Buddha is at a thousand, and that that is a, a neurological experience nobody could even probably bear, right? Especially in Jesus's time. You got to think about it too. Like maybe Jesus's vibration and and frequency would would be pretty high today. But relative to the people around, like there's more. What I'm saying is, there's more enlightened people today. There's more people waking up, and it's happening at a very fast rate. I want to try to wrap it up here, and I'm gonna just say my little spiel, and then maybe we can pass the the boom talking stick around. But I think there's a great awakening happening. I remembered, and, by the way. Oh, sorry. Yeah, let's go back to you before we we finish up then, because I got to wrap it up myself. Perfect. Okay, okay, no, okay. that's good. That's good. It's well, a good so Nick, well, Nick, was... Nick, go ahead. Don't okay, forget, so what don't I was let gonna... it forget. So with your with the answer to your question, or well, I guess just a response to your answer to my question. Um, I think what you were kind of trying to describe was like life is not a problem to be solved. It's a mystery to be lived. And the end of that is God. And we're not supposed to figure it out until we get there. Yeah. At the, at the real apocalypse, when we all, you know, when we experience the second birth or whatever, but the thing I was originally going to say, which ironically I knew I would remember if I was just going to stop being selfish and let you go <laughs> because I just really wanted to talk. But number one, with a, we're talking about conspiracies and like shitting on conspiracies. And is it really a good thing to talk about? I think that's number one, the beauty of duality. And number two, the beauty of God's grace. Like we were allowed to go through these weird things in order to find our own conclusions. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. God is not going to be pissed off at us. For, I think he planned it this way. He made us go through the occult and the new age phase and all that stuff in order to find him. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's how I'll end my spiel, I guess. I love it. No, you want, you want to talk, want to hear everything Nick has to say tonight. I don't know. I want to squeeze every last drop, my friend. That's it, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the, what's the, what's the current book about? Oh boy. <laughs> It's about, uh, it's really the inspiration to, to write it started with going to the Bledsoe property and seeing fucking UFOs and then having a weird download where, you know, Chris told me, Chris Bledsoe, the UFO, famous UFO abductee, if you don't know about him, just search him up, I guess. UFO, just search up a Chris Bledsoe Fayetteville incident um, or just look up Ryan Bledsoe, his son on Twitter. But um, he told me that like, after I see these weird lights in the sky, he's like, he was impressed. He's like, I've never seen, like, had someone come to the property and see 15 things in one night and not cry or get scared or run away. <laughs> I was just like, ah, cool. I was like, nice. But um, he, he told me that basically what would happen is I'd start having random downloads 
And I had these downloads that the beings that were coming to his house were from Sirius for some reason. And that got me started on this whole like weird rabbit hole, rabbit trail of like studying Sirius and the occult connections to it. And it turns out there's like a fucking a lot. And that's like turning up more now. Like it's turning up more and more on Twitter right now is a bunch of people are talking about Sirius. I don't know if we all follow the same people, but the people I follow are all on the same kind yeah. of wavelength right now talking about like Sirius and how it's a portal and, and how it's like with Orion's belt it's not Orion's belt it's kind of close but Orion has stuff to do with it it's like I think there's something going on what we're like I don't believe any of this stuff anymore it's like I hold it loosely Mm -hmm. but what the occultists and the Freemasons believe is that there's like some kind of war in heaven going on between Orion people and serious people and honestly I think those are just two different wizards that are both fucked up in the head but (laughs) but um so it's all about like the serious symbolism, the connection to the being that abducted Chris, um, the AI stuff and just the journey I've been taking lately to like, it, it documents all the synchronicities that have happened that made me come to the realizations I'm coming to, which to me is God's the answer, not alien saviors or anything, which some people will be upset with me about that, but that's just how I feel. That's you, just how I feel. Do you believe in the, secret space force i think there's something to it i don't think it works the way they say it does i mean i think that the i think space is kind of like the astral realm and i think they do have i think they do have astral technology that's able to go out there but it's not like a spaceship or anything nick i feel like i've gone on a similar journey kind of that you were just explaining your book i can't wait to read your book because i've really come back to god with like jesus coming into my life and showing me like how i didn't even believe in him this is spell and just seeing all the satanic stuff after and everyone's afraid to talk about it i know i right well i think it's because the demonic energies are are all over the place and all of us like they needed vessels yeah parasites they needed vessels so we've been their vessels (laughs) the mcdonald's parasites you can tell i can see these and dan and i were just talking about this i can we can see the demonic energies in people's eyes like i can see it and you can i can you can feel oh, it yeah. when it fractures i can tell into when a guy's jerking like, off two or two or three times a day i know yeah you can yeah, see or when i'm eating a, or when i'm eating or when i'm eating a double cheeseburger oh man the poor children so, sorry yeah. <laughs> no no <laughs> you guys the demons are speaking through you no um, for real yeah, yeah no i mean there's something there's It'd something going dog. on here and and i i don't know I, I'm actually, the frog's gay. i'm reading i'm actually reading the bible for the first time ever and i'm in a bible study eyes on the right has a bible oh, wow. study yeah and i'm reading revelations that's what we're on and so i'm learning about that first and i'm also reading other stuff in the bible too just because i had met literally just never even opened it before so it's brand it's i'm like really learning things different but it's really interesting just seeing right now that i feel like when i sum up everything going on in the world it just seems like this is some kind of spiritual warfare for your souls where you just kind of got to pick which kind of you want to go that way with about god or you want to go this way and it's i don't know i feel like i don't know god's calling in his warriors whatever yeah That's, this, yeah. this is how it works mm-hmm. you can serve the you can take the left hand path and it'll, it'll lead you to the same uh place ultimately it just might take longer it might hurt and it might not be as fun yeah 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 right it will take you the same place i think i think i think mac miller took the left hand path and figured out at the end he's like oh shit jesus is real he died in a praying position oh yeah i didn't know that yeah yeah i think that's what happened to kubrick i think he got too close figured out what it was and he never left england he never flew he never left that island he shot everything there once they brought him in for that uh moon stuff once he was privy to that 
he was yeah. in. That's that's what Eyes Wide Shut was about. He, he started died. getting drunk all the time. Said he felt so guilty. Yeah, no, yeah. Kubrick is an interesting story. But oh, well, that ping there. That's God's pinging me there. I don't know if you yeah. heard that. Dan, do you want have any last words before we finish up here? Um, just uh, with with all three with all three of you, um, keep doing the great work that you're doing. I love everything you guys are doing, and I'm honored to like be able to talk about these things. These aren't things you get to just have conversations at the water cooler about right and it's well, in, at, my, it's, at, my, at my place that's all we talk about you need to come to my water cooler uh, nice. hey, hey hey dan even though i believe in jesus give me an astro reading after this oh For sure sweet. yeah, sweet, yeah. <laughs> and 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 like yeah the um i want to just validate everybody um openly talking about jesus and openly talking about their experiences which like might i don't know jesus and christianity um for a minute there you couldn't talk about that or it wasn't cool to talk about that or be the vatican did a did. number on them yeah so um Pope i just want to give gratitude i just want to give gratitude like i um i'm just grateful that to have these internet friends and like these experiences and like even i agree the world is so fucked right now but i'm <laughs> honestly having a lot of fun just playing <laughs> playing the apocalypse game and like you hey. guys all all you guys inspire me in your own unique way and uh keep keep just like shining and keep doing what you're doing because it does have an effect and it does make other people shine so right back at you dan thank you that's so nice god bless you i love you all and have a merry christmas <laughs> merry you. christmas indeed love you, <laughs> love you float oh did you did you like satanic the uh i didn't get hey where's my final word i didn't get no final word you didn't well, get a final, final word, word. Flo, you didn't get final a final word, word you didn't get a final word either uh kara oh yeah i guess so go float I, you're right i didn't get a final word i'm too nice i go go you give yours and then i'll give mine or do you want yeah, I'll be final. No, final. I'm uh, head of the dinner table here. I'm hosting. I'm, yeah, no, I'm, uh, Mount Rushmore of people here. It's great. I love it. The pantheon of podcasters that I've been able to hang with the past year. It's been fantastic. Yeah, you definitely found your little soul tribe here. It definitely is true. Your tribe, or your vibe attracts your tribe. But uh, God, I could keep talking to you guys for a long time. That's why I just want to keep talking now. I don't want to. I was just bullshit. I didn't have nothing to say. I just wanted to stay on the line. <laughs> You're the one who wanted to end the, the conversation. I'm bad at. I know I'm bad at it. But no, thanks again. You guys are great, Kara. Thanks for putting this together. Yeah. And yeah hopefully we'll get more thank views you. than the ladies. <laughs> for sure. Amen. Yeah. Thank. Thank you guys for coming on. Let's be friends. This has been awesome. Thank you for letting me be a bro tonight. One of the dudes on the dude cast and I would definitely love to do this again. Um, it's been honestly, this has been one of my favorite episodes. Don't tell the girls. Love you girls. Um, yeah, oh, that's going to be actually be the public. girls, the girls and I, I know, I, I know. Well, the girls and I are recording on Sunday, so. I'm gonna tell them if we've got to, we've got to get Can, it oh, elevated. Yeah, I know the ladies. We're already getting back together for Maria's. Any any single ladies in that group? Um, HV. I think all of them. I think HV. No. Oh yeah, and Maria. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cheney's married. Yeah. Can yeah. I just say that I love the name of your podcast because no one would expect it to be conspiratorial. I I and, I, and back, also, I agree. It's like it was like classified. <laughs> it's classified as a comedy. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. and you're you're and also let me say your book is called Here Comes Trouble. 
that has no indication it's about like aliens and awakening and conspiracy so props Thank yeah you. whoever reads that really is in trouble with it. especially like, the mm, mental health here people. comes trouble like the people that are coming because the <laughs> mental health stuff and they're like oh fuck yeah <laughs> i can't wait but to no, share my book yeah i love yeah. it everyone does become friends so makes yeah. sense Exactly. Thank you guys for being my friends, my bros, my dudes. Have a great night. Thank you. You too. You too.